Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, podcast listeners. uh, Just a quick message from me, Danny Rocket. Um... I would like it, I would love it, in fact, if everybody that listens to this show or watches us live on the StreamYard to help us out with our bills here at the podcast. Um, We work really hard. We spend lots of time doing this show. And quite frankly, it's a labor of love, not a labor of money. And it costs us money to do it. So won't you help us out? Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. If you like what we do, then help us out dollar three dollars five dollars you know tickets and beer are expensive we give also 10 percent of the money to the lost boys so we're even working for free for an entire month just to bring you the show and be a good neighbor to you know people doing awesome stuff like levante on the south side of chicago so you get the music first, you get the shows first, and you get them ad-free. You get access to all our show notes. You get all the elements that we use in the show, all the pictures and graphics and stuff. They get sent right to your inbox. It's only a dollar a month. $5 for music. $10, you can become a full supporter of the show and get your name at the end of the podcast um, for our live show. Please help us out. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. If you like what we do at the show and you want to keep us on the air, please consider donating to our patreon campaign patreon.com slash sunranto thanks for listening to the show here it is Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins sitting in the bleachers in the rain we shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game Let's go, Cubby Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Paulie. Sunranto and the lovable loser. Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Paulie. Sunranto and the lovable losers. Sunranto. Welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. I'm Danny Rocket. We've got Michael Cotton, otherwise known as Zombie Cubs, up there. Uh, Cubs. And uh, Crawley is in the house. Uh, so we got a full house tonight, and uh, it's been a second since we did this. Lots happened since the three of us have uh, been together talking about the Chicago Cubs. And uh, yeah, I mean, I one of a, was... one of our lives have changed absolutely 100 percent completely. Well, Crawley, you know, tell us what happened to you. Well, <laughs> excited to tell everybody that the clubhouse is nearing completion. And, and so be prepared because pretty soon you won't have to look at my bookcases or walls. You will see the glory of Crawley's clubhouse. Thank you for asking, Michael. 
the glory you're gonna have a glory hole in there oh yeah you betcha and it's and it's like any random cub like bob dernier might be back there or steve trout you know they're all they they didn't make the money that the young guys did so you put like a 50 bucks through the slot out you know that there's a little bobblehead that I, i was gonna say that's what that's what keeps the heads bobbling (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> now let me ask you about your pop no, we can't start here because i know you've been posting pictures here and there you've been having little yard sales here and there you had one today at noon i believe you you were selling some bobbleheads you had a pedro strope you had what else did i see uh a, was there a rizzo oh yeah there was rizzo's brian strope's i had uh bottles of world series wine and champagne uh just a lot of stuff that uh Basically, not everything. I, I when you collect as long as I have, not everything is just going to fit. It just isn't. So it's kind of like, okay, what are we kind of paring some things down? And you know, a lot of times you get a trade pile, but I'm at the point where it's like, eh, like nobody's going to really trade for some of these things. So it's kind of like, oh, let's just see what I can get them on the see market. What you can get. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I was going to say, and when you've been collecting for that from that long, you put like a few years between you and the day you got, and you're like, yeah, you know. Chris Bryant eating Cheetos, it wasn't that great a thing. Maybe somebody uh, I, wants it. <laughs> I, I, I do have a Chris Bryant dressed as the pizza delivery man from that commercial he did. So <laughs> See, I do like, have that. Yeah, but that's worth a lot because he's he's not wearing a uniform, right? So he could, he could be for any team. You've just expanded your bobblehead base at that point. It is. That was actually from the porno movie that he did. It's actually uh, what you call it. It's it is actually kind of a rare one, so you can actually uh, it actually does have some value to it. It's sometimes the weird ones that you don't expect. Like I've seen a Gary Prezi go for nine hundred dollars. You know what I mean? So it's like you know just weird ones that that uh, get people going. You know? Uh, well, it, well, it's nice to talk to you guys again. It's been since what? Uh, it's been like almost two weeks now, a week and a half. Because I, I took off and I took a little vacation out to Feel the Dreams, and I was out in uh, Galena, and um, and I got um, engaged to Nicole, who you guys know well, out at the Feel the Dreams. And hey. uh, once, once again, thanks to Corey Furlong for uh, you know huge favors for like putting that uh, b- basket of wine and rum chata and roses out there. I know I said it on the last show, but I don't remember mu- much of what I said on the last show because <laughs> Crawley was smart enough to not come on the last show. Me on the other one, he's like, I got friends in- at the lake. I'm drunk for 36 <laughs> hours straight. There's no way I'm doing this show. But I was like, I'm going to spend the day in the bleachers with my Thai guy and Bleacher Jeff, and then I'm going to go to Bob's party in the middle of a giant bender, and I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna go from the rooftop onto a show with Michael Cotton, and I didn't even tell you I was gonna do it until ten minutes before we started, and it was just a total shit show. So, um, <laughs> so no, but I felt bad. I woke up the next day and I felt guilty. I'm like, I just should have banged the show. Like I didn't make any sense. <laughs> you know, it was you should. Of- you should feel guilty. You said some really hurtful shit. <laughs> well, I mean, that's how I really feel, and now you know. But, like, but, but the fact is, that's why I felt guilty. I'm like, oh, God, everybody knows how I feel about him now. So, uh, But, no, I, I had a total bender of a weekend. It's been fun. Like, we had the Labor Day weekend. It's been fun being a Cubs fan again right now, except for one person who's going to join us later in the in the show, Rachel. Uh, Rachel Wazinski is going to join us in a little bit. Tell her how her black eye is. Uh, she's going to come on 
Um, it's, but I think she, even she's having fun, even though she's getting hit in the head with baseballs <laughs> out, in the, out in the bleachers. But, you know, the Cubs are fun again. We never heard of these guys before, like, you know, two months ago. And now they're up. They're, they're winning baseball games. You know, I'm, I'm out on the, you know, I'm out with, I'm having club seats. I'm at uh, Bob's Drunken Wedding. I'm at, oh, Bernie. Oh, no. See, they're encouraging me. Uh, we have Bernie saying, no, I was hilarious. Deidre says I was a lot of fun. I'm like, oh, God. See, that's the problem. You guys encourage me to keep drinking. Austin says puking up rum chata for life. I think that is it about my impending nu- nuptials. But, well, and uh, uh, Dominic Galoro says, who got married again? Nobody. Because y- you, no, you told us about Bob's marriage I think about 27 times. <laughs> oh, well, here's number 28 because Bob is a prince among men. No, And we, if I remember correctly, we did a special uh, Cubs carol for his engagement party. We did, we, but we didn't even mean to. Uh, they were having – they just happened to be having their engagement party uh, over at Murphy's Bleachers. Uh, and uh, we just happened to be Cubs caroling that night. That was the last big Cubs caroling party, I believe, in 2019 – Right or was it 2018 that we ended up doing that? 20. It was, I, that was, it was that was 2019. It was 2019. It was three or four. It was four months prior to all hell breaking loose. Yeah. So yeah, we ended up at the engagement party. They had all the family there and every because I guess they. I never thought of an engagement party. I would figure that the night you got engaged was just about the two of you. You know, I've never seen that before. Did you guys have any engagement parties? No, the engagement party comes later. Right, it's just an extra party. Like the the actual engagement is just for you and whoever. But then you know, some people are like, we have no idea when we're going to get married, and it may not last that long. So let's just have a our our wedding reception right now. We'll call it an engagement party, and then everybody gets a party again. And then people bring presents, dude. It's a whole grift, man. Oh, I know, because people bring presents. Listen, we had Nicole's birthday party on Monday on Labor Day, and uh, tons of people brought us champagne. And lots of people have been saying congratulations out in the stands to people I don't even know. And, um, you know, coming up, hey, congrats on the engagement. And I'm like, hey, thanks. Who are you? <laughs> you know, but it's it's awesome. And I didn't expect it. I really didn't, and I and it's it, the outpouring of love has been great. Um, the other a bit of outpouring of love I want to say is that if you're watching the show right now, a guy named uh, Luis uh, Sunshin, who's got uh, season tickets at Wrigley Field, they're in the upper deck. Uh, he wants to support our show, so he said, if you retweet us on Twitter, if you share this show right now that's playing live on Facebook to your friends, and you tell me about it. Uh, you'll be in line to win his tickets. So I'll put you in touch with him. He said he wants to help us out. So he's giving away his tickets uh, for the rest of the year to anybody that helps us out with the show. So if you want to share it and let us know. So thank you, Luis. He's one of the guys that came up and said congratulations too. And I got to tell you, Danny, you know, that looked like more of a punishment than a prize a few, like a week or two ago. But since then, you know, this is kind of like, it's cheesy. It's like, it's like the Bad News Bears or Major League or the plot of every one of these movies where the scrappy players are somehow winning when they absolutely should not be. You had a Cincinnati Red team that was fighting for a wild card spot, and they dropped two or three to the Cubs. It's like, what? what is going on here? And, Danny, didn't you get to see the one? 
I got to see the one loss. We're way the up one cool. loss, too. You were on TV all fucking night. <laughs> just yeah. watching losses. At least at least I saw it. I mean, the I took only a lot loss of in two weeks, and Danny's right there. Well, I know. Well, I mean, I, I got the club seats. That's another great thing that happened. Like, you know, that's the one advantage. And I do want to – I got a bunch of pictures that I want to share from the club and when we talk about that game. But uh, I, I kind of want to share a little advice. The guys behind me, uh, they paid $115. And if you consider uh, – you, you know, I don't know if how last minute they were on it, but if you consider you're getting all you can drink, you're, I got like a roast beef dinner. I got uh, lemon chicken. Uh, you know, all the sides, salads, desserts, all that stuff for 115 bucks. If you can swing that, you got an extra 100 bucks to spare. This is the time to do it at the end of this year right now because we don't know what next year is going to look like. They're obviously going to add some players, uh, I think, I hope. But um, and get, at least we'll have hope in the spring. We don't right now uh, for the season, but you can get great seats down the lines. W club is all inclusive. That was going for a hundred bucks. I know that down in the, what's the other club called? The um, barrel room, barrel room, barrel room, which is down the uh, right field line. Uh, yeah. Th- those were going for a hundred bucks. I've seen them upstairs, which is just beer and wine, which is that, uh, what's Catalina Catalina? Club? 75 yeah. bucks. I've seen it as low as, I mean, those are good deals. So if you want to, if you want to trade, uh, you know, look into that stuff, and you're around, you know, wait till a couple hours for the game. You get an hour and a half before the game starts. Um, it used to be two hours, but now they've moved the start time back to six forty. So they're fucking you out of a half hour of screwing around, and they're also kicking you out a lot faster than they used to out of those clubs. So oh, we they, used to we used to make them basically like call security on us whenever we've been in the clubs. It's like we're not leaving until we are physically dragged out of here. I'll have another drink, please, while I wait for security to come. Now, can you drink in those clubs in the club beyond oh, yeah. the eighth inning? Yes, yes, and, and you oh. can bring it, and you can even drink after the game. Uh, you get like kind of a last call. Uh, for about a half hour, I'll give you a half hour, forty minutes to like kind of wrap it up, get one more drink. But you can come out there double fisting in the eighth inning. You're watching some extra innings games, twelve, thirteen innings. You know, you're just going the whole time. Like they don't cut you off. They still might let you go after the game. My Thai guy and I got cut off at the Barrel Room um, for obvious reasons. No, <laughs> it, it had nothing to do with any time or innings or anything like that. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, it, no, but uh, we got cut off because it was one of those clown ball double headers that only went seven innings, so they had to turn it back over. Um, couple uh, qu- uh, things in the chat here. Guy Sirius says Catalina Club has been sixty three dollars at times, um, and Carrie Bronner Meyer says, and no plates being pilfered. Agreed, and the reason why is because there are no pilferable plates with anything that says 1914 club on them anymore in the 1914 club. Because you took them all. I took every single you, one of you them. You started a trend ago. and you laugh, you laugh like you took them all. No, Danny, you took like fucking like hundreds of them. Well, I can just <laughs> tell you, you know, as someone who has been invited to Danny's house for dinner, that's what they consider fine China. Yeah. <laughs> like you sit down and you get the bottle. Danny gets out the nice wine, and then the dinner is presented to you on a 1914 on the plate. 1914 plate, yep. and yeah. then they say they say grace, and they're like, "We'd like to thank Tom Ricketts for the plates that we eat our food on." <laughs> oh, I, th- I, th- I thought you were going to say Mark Grace. Yeah, right. let's, say, let's say Mark Grace. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I'll I'll say this about the club. Uh, you know, 
it is, you know, they got the mask rules. And you're, you got to wear the mask inside, except when you're sitting at the table, then you can take it off and stuff. Everybody's walking around wearing a mask and pretty much doing it, you know, kind of the right way. The bartender's wearing masks. The servers are wearing masks. Everybody's wearing masks, except for one guy walking around. No, two guys. The guy he was with, too. Crane motherfucking Kenny walking around 1914 Club with no mask on. I mean, yeah. I know nobody here is shocked by this fact. No, not at all. But I'm like, bro, it's like the one thing going on right now. Like everybody but you. Like you're supposed to be the president. You're supposed to be the guy that, you know. Now, granted, he probably is vaccinated. He probably doesn't have COVID. Like, you know, whatever. But still, dude, wear a mask, walk around. So, uh, you know what I told him? I didn't tell him shit about his mask. I go, you know, I told the story about the uh, being at the uh, the documentary the other day and I booed and I hissed and I yelled about crane and all this shit. But when I saw him, I go crane, I love the documentary. You did an amazing job. He was, he was like, thank you very much. And I was like, walked away. I was like, ah, burn. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I want him to make him feel good about himself. Just like, it's still, I, yeah, I don't know that it's a burn. If it was just being nice to him. No, no. I made Tom Ricketts feel bad about himself. It's that was, <laughs> Yeah, that tell me a, about Yeah, because you were like, Tom, you never come around anymore. And so he so, made he stood there with a tail between his legs for 10 minutes. Talking so, to you. Uh, you know, my favorite place to go is Lucky Doors. And that's just great people watching. You see, like, celebrities. You see Cubs brass all the time. And what Tom has done, like, if you remember in the old days, Tom used to take some baseballs, bring them with them, sign for kids, take pictures, be a man among the people, right? Uh, in the last couple of years, it's kind of like, he shoots in, he does the clubs, he goes upstairs to the suites, he goes down to his seats really fast and then kind of bolts up really quick. He's got like this whole new thing now. But like uh, I sit there and, you know, I'm, and I, I sit there at Lucky Door and I can see everybody been doing this to me lately where I see Tom, I'm like, hey, Tom, and he gives me like a head nod, a little like this, and then just keeps going. And so also this time I had a few in me and I said, yo, Tom, I said, you, you never stop by, you never say hello anymore, you never talk to me. So then he kind of turns around. He's like, sorry, Crawley, I was going to dinner. And I'm like, how you doing, Tom? <laughs> we had a little bit of a conversation, it was, but it was definitely like definitely like that conversation that like when your parents like yell at you to talk to your great Aunt Louise and you're just like, oh, what am I supposed to say She's to like, you? So how's fourth grade? And you're like, <laughs> I'm in high school. What's wrong with you? The Sunranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. What is the Spotify Green Room app? Why, it's a live, audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And you can just share your own experiences on the app. Um, Spotify's free, as I said. It's audio-only, social media platform. Bring sports fans together. You can start or join ongoing conversations. You can watch games together, react to big news, rumors and games, uh, talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. So uh, you can join in on a conversation with me and the other fellas on the Sun Ranto Show every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central. And uh, we try to do something a little different on there every single week, come up with a topic that uh, will include you. So won't you join us on the Spotify Green Room app? Uh, it's free to download. 
Check it out. Um, all you got to do is go over to the iOS app store or the uh, Android store. You create a profile. You download it. You create a profile. You link your Twitter. You join in on the league. We're on MLB. We There's also a Cubs group. And you follow us at Sun Ranto Show to be notified when our room goes live. So, uh, once again, Tuesdays at 6 p.m., uh, every week, uh, uh, and uh, you can find us right there doing a live show. Uh, won't you join us on the Spotify Green Room app? And we thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's a. Here's my troll with Crane Kenny. I've been in many a room with Crane Kenny, Crane Kenny, and I've I've talked to Crane Kenny many times. I had the privilege of being at the Bloggers Forum and like getting that kind of preview at Cubs Convention when you know I, I maybe in there with like Brett Taylor and Evan Altman and Sarah Sanchez, and we all be asking questions. So Crane and I have talked for many many years. So my thing is, as far as Crane knows, I love him and I'm a great guy and everything. So if that just keeps me in with Crane. And I could just keep like out of the side of my mouth, booing his ass and talking trash behind his back. And then like to his face, he's like, that Danny, that's, I really like that guy. I'm going to go out to lunch with that guy. You know what I mean? If I could just play those sides, that yin and yang for as long as possible, you know, that just, that benefits me. Like, why would I shoot myself in the foot at this point? Um, <laughs> so I want to bring on a guest, uh, very special guest, a, uh, a bleacher regular, a, uh, a friend of, uh, of of the Cubs, and now a friend of the Sun Ranto Show, uh, Rachel Wazinski. Hey, how's the eye? Hi, I'm great. Um, it's pretty swollen. <laughs> oh my god! Fun colors. It is. It's right in the eyeball, too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well. Before we go too far, why don't I just uh, bring on the tape? I got little tape. Here's the copyright infringement for the show. So he hits the ball, and here it comes, right in slow motion, and boom, right down on your head. And uh, you know, I watched this about you know at least twenty five times, and I'm going to just fast forward here. Now, what it seems to happen here, if you can see the screen, is the ball comes down. And this guy behind you, he's going for it too. Now you've got a glove. He's going to try to barehand this thing, right? You got a glove. Yeah. You're you're clocking this thing. You're ready to make the play, and he comes down from behind, my tie guy style, and just yeah. totally brains you. The ball because... hits off your brain. He goes flying down, hits the wall. Look, look at that right there. Look at that right there. And you got to get that picture, screenshot it, and have Wilson Contreras sign it. Oh my god! Right at that moment. I was watching. I actually up, but, saw this in full speed, and I saw your hands come to your face, and I'm like, "Oh god!" Yeah. And then got, when they slowed it down, I was like, "Oh, I guess maybe the dude behind hit her in the head with the elbow or something." But yeah, now now we get to see the uh, the black eye right in the eye. And, and if you just and if you see just to the right in the photograph, that's our friend Robert, I believe, right? Is that Robert <laughs> with his he, hand over his mouth? He's yeah. got his hand yeah, over his a... mouth, just like, oh my god, everybody's dead. <laughs> well, I I yelled at him because he goes to me, and I was like, why don't you go for the freaking ball? Because <laughs> then after this, I had to literally fight the two dudes off for the ball, and I lost. But literally, you can I, see this guy the on the left in the white gone. shirt popping in. <laughs> Let's just watch it in slow motion here again. Boom. Bam. Yeah. And I'll go to that, that still shot here at the end 
Um, yeah, this and, guy and, in the white right here, you could see him eyeing the ball. Yeah. So does he? I'm now who gets yeah. up getting? Rachel, who ends up I'm getting the ball? Sure, I'm pretty sure it's that guy in the white. Okay. Yeah. Now, so I, did, fought, now, I fought him and the guy who attacked me. So then you said the ball. a ball was gi- a ball was given to you later. Is, is that is that yes. true? Now that and, you, I, and you were told it was the Contreras ball. Or no, it wasn't Contreras. Okay, or so Ortega. Ortega. Ortega hit this. Yeah. So I wasn't told anything. I at this point was back with EMTs and whatever five people surrounding me, staring at me. Um, so there and handed a ball to me in the glove and just said like I'm so sorry. I didn't see it like any person. But Robert says it was that guy in the white jersey, but he's not sure if he switched out the ball. And none of us like oh, right. talked to that guy earlier, so we didn't know if we had a ball, if he had a ball from earlier. Yeah. Now, did, so now, let I'm me gonna ask, say it's the gamer. But you might as <laughs> well. Like Regard. I mean, you you got the story. Even if the story is we're not a hundred percent sure on this, I was on TV getting my brain smashed and getting hit in the face with the home run, and that was a shot. I mean, anybody out there who this is the only time they're seeing it or they're only seeing it in slow-mo, watch that in full speed. That ball was rocked off your head. So, Rachel, obviously (laughs) the security comes, and then they are going to take you, what, downstairs, correct? Well, they were. my sister was there, and they were just like, oh, the EMTs are coming. And my sister's like, no, we're going to leave, like, the ball. We're going to leave the bleachers because everyone's staring at this point, and... Like, I needed ice, and they took us back, put me in a wheelchair, and wheeled me all the way to first aid. Now, did, did you have any I concussion? Did you do concussion protocols kind of thing? No, I mean, they asked me a bunch of questions. They highly recommended I go get, like, a CT, and I was like, my brother's an ER doctor, so we called him there. He talked to the doctor who was with me, and, like, I was fine. Like, I, it was swollen shut, but I could see when like I forced it open. So it wasn't like, did, did the Cubs I've ever go ahead. Did, no. Did the Cubs do anything to for you? Like, did they give you like free tickets or an autograph from Ortega or anything like that? Or I mean, so what does a black guy get, get you these days? Ortega. I, so I'm trying to get Ortega to, to sign the ball. Uh, the Cubs reached out to me. Marquis reached out to me and, the Cubs called me, so I got like three different channels, um, all working on something different, I guess. But I met up with Marquis. They wanted me to do that little promo thing for the game yesterday, and then and did did they pay you? The Cubs are still no, no. They but of course they didn't pay her. They said they, <laughs> they said they're sending me some kind of package. They asked for my address, and then all right. the Cubs were going to give me a City Connect jersey. With my name on it, which was cool, but nice today. Today they were just like they're out of stock and they don't know if they're restocking jerseys. <laughs> so I was like, well, <laughs> I was like, okay. So I was like, can I throw out the first pitch or something? Like I asked that, and they're like, oh well, we're booked for the end of the year since there's not that many games left. And I'm just like, well, I'll be here next year. <laughs> well, first so of all, I'm that's still waiting. That's bullshit because I'm going to call it bullshit because I went to the game the other day on Tuesday and they had four first pitches. I was okay. going to say they have like 12 people yeah. out there doing a 
Did yeah. you tell me you can't start a minute early and let you throw a fifth one? Come on now. I know. Yeah. I so no, no City Connect jersey. You're just going to get like a Darwin Bar- <laughs> Barty bobblehead and a pin, and they're going to call it a day. <laughs> well, they're meeting me. I'm going to be there on Saturday, and they said they're going to meet me beforehand, and we're sitting on what else they're going to give me. I'm like, my next ask is literally a signed Wilson Contreras bat, Contreras bat because, like, I want something that money can't buy. I, you know what? Uh, ask, um, ask them to get your eye signed. <laughs> like have them sign your eye, my eyeball. <laughs> yeah, sure. It, in in LASIK surgery, just like get you an actual like an NFT in in your eye. Or an NFT in your eyeball. Yeah, it'll be worth millions, an and NFT nobody in, will be able to get I mean, it. At, at this point, I think I can ask for anything. They're just going to shoot me down. But yeah. oh my god! I'll Actually, though, that's a great idea. Though, is there any way you can get the NFT? Of you getting hit in the face with the ball, right? <laughs> and then you will own that, sort of. I don't. I don't really know what NFCs do. Like you own something that anybody can watch at any time and do whatever they want with it, but it's yours. But yeah, tell them you want the NFT of you getting hit in the face with the ball. You know, Craig Kennedy's gonna be like NF what? <laughs> All right, I'll try. Are you a season ticket holder, Rachel, or, or how often do you go to the bleachers? Yeah, my my dad and brother have season tickets, and I usually go instead of them. <laughs> but I, I've been to more than 30 games this year. I usually go a whole bunch. So Nice. That's always, awesome. Always and and, and yeah. that was the first time, though, you got hit in the head. <laughs> first time I was hit in the head. My type, my tech, I did steal a ball for me earlier this year. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You, <laughs> you need you need one of those uh, give the ball to my tie t-shirts. Yeah, you, well, and you're not even a child. You know, like usually that's his game. Someone, someone did think I was a child in the video of the other home run, though. <laughs> well, yeah, you could have maybe gotten. And I'm not. Um, well, as, as a guy that's had many balls hit my face, oh uh, wait, I, I put that strangely. Um, as, <laughs> I, 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 I can I can say that I'm I, I know that it could really do a lot of damage. I I know our you know Miriam Romaine who sits with Al Yellen up in the corner. She had one off the noggin, and that that you know that she had a big shiner from that. It happens out there. So if there's any uh, you know commercial for hard hats bleachers that. Wearing a hard hat in the bleachers, I believe it's you. I know Dom Frederick was talking to you about the hard hats and stuff, but I mean, if you're going to get your 15 minutes of fame, I guess there are easier ways to do it. But yeah, <laughs> and I mean, I think yeah, the I mean, here is that you're going to have to sit with Al Yellen the rest of your life. I just keep thinking though <laughs> that this may be a whole new scheme that I haven't thought of to get that elusive first pitch I've been trying for for oh so many years. Like my job now is to be like one of those guys that walks into a car and then rolls over the hood and pretends he gets hit. Like I literally am just going to wait for like a, like a ball in the bleachers and then just fake getting hit and roll around. And, and hopefully they'll let me have that first pitch I've been waiting for, for so long. It'll be like a soccer flop. Oh yeah, totally. I know, LeBron I know James has got nothing on me. Well, you I actually like bruises, so this is kind of cool for me. So, <laughs> I, I will say this: when I, I got punched in the eye one time in uh, New York in a mugging, and my 
face smelled, uh, swelled up huge. And I had the best shiner. And uh, I took tons of pictures of it. I'll have to bring them on the shelf to dig them out there on my old computer because it was like, you know, 2013 or 2012 or something like that. And, uh, you know, it does look cool. It makes you look badass. I will say that much. Yeah. When, when I was a little kid, I was playing catch and I took a, a ball right to the eyeball. And then I, we had pictures like uh, for baseball later and I had a card made and it looks like I've got eye black. Like it looks awesome. Like everybody thinks I've just got eye black, but no, it's because I took a ball to the eyeball like three days before that. Well, that's great. Yeah. You look cool. And uh, I'm sure you'll be out there all the rest of this year. And um, you know, you're one of those never leaving people. So don't leave. And and we'll see you out at the ballpark. No, did you have, I, I don't think you had glasses on during the game, right? No, I did. I did, can't see without my glasses. I always wear my glasses. It, the, oh, I, did, I just didn't know glasses. if you had contacts or whatever. So the ball, no, so my but the ball didn't break glasses. your glasses. No, so my hat and glasses got knocked off. My okay. We found my glasses and the lens popped out. And we were like, oh, well, for sure it's shattered. But someone found it and gave it to me. There's no scratch, no knots. Shattered at all. We popped it back in and it's fine. Wow. I was shocked at. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd have to make the Cubs buy your glasses, too. You know, signed by Wilson Contreras. So, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see out the bleachers. I'm glad you, you're feeling okay, but we just wanted to check in with you and and say that you know you're you're one of the heroes of the season at this point. So, oh, a hundred percent. We will watch yeah, someone, that play a million times. Well, I've watched a million times, and I didn't think that it was the guy's elbow until someone said it because I for sure like the whole time thought it was the ball, and I'm hmm. pretty sure it was the ball. But well, someone let, tweeted it was the two, I'm the 2021 comeback player of the year. So, yeah. <laughs> oh I like no, that. I think the I think the ball definitely got you in the eye. That the, where that dude was standing, he just the elbow came to the top of your head and just drove you down into the ball. Yes, let's watch it one more time in slow mo. And then here's the ball. I mean, it kind of simultaneous, isn't it? The ball, the elbow, everything comes together. Well, the, you'll have to have your uh, – the, the, you'll see if there's stitch marks in your in your eye when it all heals up. You'll see if you got that imprint. Well, thanks for coming on, Rachel. We're going to let you go, but uh, yeah, just I glad you're okay. Enjoy the bruise. You look cool as hell. No problem. And, uh, it in. Yeah, and we'll, we'll see you out in the bleachers. So long. <laughs> that Man. was fun. Yeah, I, I tell you, I don't know if I I could recover from something like that. If I would still be on the ground crying if I got hit in the head with a baseball at a baseball game, I really would. And, I mean, and like I said, when you watch that in full speed, it looks brutal. Like holy cow! So, in other injury news, uh, this is kind of disappointing. <laughs> uh, Michael Hermosillo, he forearm strain. Looks like he's going to be out the rest of the season. I guess. That's kind of sad. He was he was kind of one of the bright spots. He's much younger than some of these other old rookies, 26. He was a true prospect. I mean, you know, I don't know if he's making too many lists, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but but still, it was somebody that, you know, that you kind of were looking forward to watching play and, you know, Chicago native, 
kind of guy. It was it was a little story behind him. He's got cool hair. He, he's fun. He was hitting well so far. Um, so that's just kind of uh, unfortunate. Nick Martini got called up, which I don't think he's played yet. Did he? Did he take a? I don't. Did think anybody so, but... know that Nick Martini was still with the Cubs? Yeah, yeah. he's a he's a Crystal Lake kid, so uh, he's he's a local boy. <laughs> so and so... like I hang out with him on the weekends, <laughs> but he's, uh... because he's not playing baseball. No, no, no. He was a uh, triple, triple A, but, but he, Nick Martini has some thunder in that bat. I'm just telling you, I don't know. Again, is it going to translate into the big leagues? I have no idea. I didn't think Frank Schwindel would translate into the big leagues and here we are. So NL player of the week. So I don't know, you know, like you sit here and you scratch your head. Now you can start to see Patrick wisdom has been scuffling lately since we, we, we keep talking about the KB record and all of a sudden, I don't know how much that's in his head. Or how I, much I the league has figured him out? I think it's for sure in his head. I think, but I can just tell you right head. now, he he is he is on a nice little drought, and uh, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, he he got a double the other night, and the Ivy swallowed it. I think he got a single today. You know, he's not. I mean, it's it is a drought, like it's it's a home run drought for sure. But he's still being. I mean, if he's not striking out. <laughs> He's still striking out like forty percent of the time, but yeah, it's it, it, it's he's falling back down to earth. Either they, I, they obviously got a book on him at some point. But if I'm looking at his numbers here, you know, he went from an o, a high OPS of about see, take it back to August 10th, so that's almost a month when he had a, or or the 12th even. I'll go. I was even higher, nine oh two OPS. Uh, he was just you know. Tearing the cover off the ball, he had multiple home run games in there, um, and then now that's dropped precipitously down to eight forty two right now. So that's a sixty point drop of an OPS in under a month. So yeah, that's that's a rough little stretch that you you've hit, and I do think it's probably in his head. I mean, all of a sudden you're getting all this attention on you, and I kind of wonder if that's kind of going to be the case for all these guys, and why the guys that we traded away all the stars were screwing up because they had all this attention on them oh when are you going to get traded when are you going to be on a new team oh why aren't you doing what you're supposed to you're supposed to be a star you're in a contract year don't you know that and now they can relax our guys come in relaxed but hey you know that you i think more of it's they got a book on the guy they got must have gotten a book on wisdom they're like throw it here he can hit it. He's going to strike out over and over again. And uh, I think the combination of those two things isn't working well for him. Right. Well, I mean, KB in that rookie year made it to 99 RBI and with like a month left and just absolutely could not get the final. He could not hit with anybody in scoring position. He would get on base. He would walk. He would do all that shit. It just never drove anybody. He didn't even hit a home run. Like, he didn't get the one RBI there at the end of that season just to – and maybe it wasn't a full month, but it was it was plenty of time to get one RBI, and he pressed and just never made it. Yeah. So uh, the other bit in, like, overall Cubs news is uh, Frank Schwindel, Frank the Tank, got the NL Player of the Week. So here's his, uh, you know, week-long stats. 462 average. Five home runs, 12 ribbies, a 1.538 OPS, a 299 uh, WRC plus. And, uh, I mean, here's another guy that everybody's wondering, like, is this a real guy? Um, I, I, I mean, 
what do you guys think? I mean, where are you? Is this going to be another Patrick Wisdom? He's going to come on strong. I remember everybody loved uh, Robel Garcia. Comes on strong. One wins player. He didn't win player of the week, but like he coulda with some of the weeks he had. I mean, is anybody trusting this? I mean, everybody's excited in the moment, it, but this doesn't feel like 2014 to me. When you're like, hey, there's a little something here. Maybe these guys might be okay next year. Like, I'm not feeling that way necessarily about this crew. No, but- <laughs> I'm I'm not either. I love Frank Schwindel. I think the biggest thing that Frank has going for him is he's got this great personality on the field. You know what I mean? When he comes off and he's he's just as surprised as anybody else that he's hitting these home runs and getting these walk-offs and shit, and he's high-fiving and he's putting up the thumbs and he's doing all the shit, like, that makes people love him regardless. You know, like, that's he's just got this great – sort of persona on the baseball field that's super fun. Yeah. I mean, he's making these faces in the dugout. He's pointing at people. He's, you know, looks uh, – Corey Friedman from uh, the Cubs-related podcast tweeted out something like that, that his his face looks like the end of every baseball movie, you know, heartwarming baseball movie. <laughs> You know, at the end. And it's, it's, and he is that guy. He's like the dude you root for that comes out of nowhere, like you said at the beginning of the show. Uh, Crawley, where are you on these dudes? You know, I mean, I'm not, you know, to me, they're, there's a lot of question on what the Cubs do next year. We've talked about the CBA, we've talked about, uh, you know, the potential for a strike, all this stuff. And, and you have some filler pieces potentially. Um, if you think that they're going to be part of the next great Cub team, I don't think so. Uh, not for Nashwin. Like I said, these guys at best are bench pieces. Um, they're not everyday starters. If you're saying, I believe that Frank Schwindel should be our everyday first baseman, I, and I may be wrong about this, but uh, you know, I was thinking a lot about it because, especially Schwindel getting Player of the Week, he was in Oakland's system. And the guy that's been running the Cubs drafts is Dan Kantrovitz. You know what I mean? So I don't know if he had some inside scoop on Schwindel or saw something that he liked. And, 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 you know, when he was DFA'd from Oakland, Cubs scooped him up pretty quick. So I, I, I don't know how much that has to do with it, but, but again, you know, it, it's hard to believe that these guys that are taking so long to finally, I don't know, get a chance or figure it out are going to, continue to do this and 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 we're seeing it with wisdom you brought up robel garcia i remember when uh god mike Fontenot got called up and he just was tearing the cover off every fastball they threw him and ron santa would call him little babe ruth you know what i mean well it didn't take too long for the league to figure him out stop throwing him fastballs throwing him off speed stuff and and soon enough he wasn't little babe ruth anymore well we all remember brian laher the yeah. one all-star in 2014 or 13? 13? 14. I think it was 12. Thir- was, yeah, it was a while ago. But <laughs> no, nobody was- cares. Nobody fucking rem- – the only thing we remember is that at one point we had a guy named Brian LaHare that made the all-star team for this – for the Cubs, right? He had a strong first half, and, again. strong first half, and then just nothing. I think he went to Japan after that. So that was uh, Austin Kukert says it was 2012. So, yeah, it was one of those things where he had a really good first half, and that was it. So I don't, I'm not, you know, hanging everything. But what he's done, Schwindel, which has been kind of shocking, is how he has been doing it in the late innings. 
like how many games in a row he was the deciding run in the sixth inning or later. That was just amazing. Four straight games with the winning hit, and I think two of them were walk-offs, like actual walk-offs. Like that's one being the grand slam uh, for the – you know, for the winner, you know, that was like the seventh or eighth inning, but fuck, that was, it's, just- it's been exciting. And they're talking about maybe a Rivas Schwindel platoon next year at first. I mean, you know, I don't know how much I love all these ideas, but it, you know, it, if the guy comes up and he hits like this, haven't you at least given yourself a chance to be in the conversation for next year? He he's, he is 100% going to be at spring training. Like that's what these guys are getting right now. Well, you know I what think, I mean? Yeah. And they're not say, gonna they're not gonna give them the, the spot. Like they're not gonna be like, well you're our you're our fucking starting first baseman next year. But the, no but the question is not that. He's obviously gonna be at spring training. So will Rivas. The question is will they go get another first baseman who now throws him back in, to blocked and that's the question. Are they going to bring back somebody like Rizzo? Are they going to go and pick up somebody else and, and, and give them a shot at first? Are they going to have a, uh, you know, a, a, a contest for a bunch of guys at first base? Uh, Rivas being one of them. Now, well, that, you know, for, first, question marks. But, but again, with all the, with all the spots that the Cubs need to fill, it's, it's just a question of where they feel like they need to spend their money. First base is always a guy that you can find a stopgap to, to, to put in for that right there. So, I mean, clearly that's not going to be one of their priorities this season is which, looking for which, first baseman. Which is an argument in Frank's favor. Correct. Yeah. And so when you talk about Revis or when you talk about Schwindel or you talk about platooning the two guys, th- that could be a potential. You could see them get. I just – I've never seen Jed on his own. I know he did it with San Diego for a little bit. But just to see what he wants to do and how he wants to construct this lineup. So is he going to – you know, is he going to be getting players that are on down years and try to turn them around and flip them? Is he going for, you know, guys that he thinks are going to be part of the next core? Is he going to be spending some big ticket items? How much? All of that's going to factor into whether any of these guys kind of are get playing time last year. I mean, what's well, the when, budget? Don't know. Yeah, exactly. When you when you talk about Jed and first baseman, I will, you know, point out to everybody that, I mean, he did trade Rizzo away. He fucked up there. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> I mean, they. I mean, I don't even remember what was going on with the Padres then, but obviously the Padres did not win under Jed. No, I know it was. So, that was more of a joke. Everybody knows that Ed and Theo were had some fucking Machiavellian bullshit going on. Well, like, and, and that's the other issue. I mean, Jed's doing. A, he's wearing two hats now. You know, it's like you, you lost Theo and you didn't. You, you replaced him with Jed, but you didn't replace Jed with anybody. So you know, maybe they were kind of replacing him with Dan Kantrovitz, but they're they're running shorthanded right now. So I mean, I even. You know, all the fired scouts, the front office is in a little bit of disarray. So, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe less voices is good this time because there's less dissenting voices. I don't – who knows? Either way, I don't really want to dissect it as much as I want to enjoy it at this point because we it's we got two weeks, three weeks left of the season for Cubs games, and 
very few home games left, and I just kind of want to get out to Wrigley and have a good time at this point, watch some Cubs and, and And that's what it's about right now is just having a good time because there's zero pressure. Like these games literally mean nothing. You can sit there, and, and again, the main thing is kind of taking a look to see what guys can potentially be the core. You know, that's the thing. Every time there's a Keegan Thompson or a Justin Steele or a Rivas at bat, uh, those are the type of things that you're really looking at. You're not really, like I said, I don't know about Patrick Wisdom. And, and and you know, I think, you know, it, it is fun, and, and you can get the seats for cheap, and, and, and there's no pressure. Like, we need to win this one. It's so important. It's like every win is gravy. Every loss is expected. Yeah, that's right. A uh, Little Yumper writes in, thought on Michael Cantor's tweet, right over at Cubs Insider, does the daily rundown over there, about Ricketts possibly selling in the next couple of years. You know, I've heard a little rumbling about that, which would worry me because the last time that they tried to sell the team, they ripped it down to the studs so that it didn't, so that they could rebuild it in whatever image they wanted it to rebuild. You know, the thing is, I don't see them doing that because they bought so much of the neighborhood around. And if I felt well, maybe to me, they like, just don't want the Cubs, they'll, they'll keep all the real estate and just give the Cubs to somebody else. It could be, but it seems like the Cubs' fortunes would be tied into their real estate, so they'd want all of it so that they could control what's happening to the real estate because if some shitty you know, other owner comes in and screws up, then that screws up their real estate because nobody's I, down at the game. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for the tweet. I don't see it. I just I, – I didn't – I haven't heard anything about that, but to me that, that makes zero sense because, again, you can't have done all this work just to sell. Like you actually have the foundations of a of, of an organization. When they came in here, they had shit. You know, we can talk about the Ricketts all you want, but in their time, they did rebuild Wrigley Field into a more modern ballpark with much better amenities. Okay, you did get the state of the art spring training facility in Arizona. You do now own the rooftops, which were the bane of the Cubs' existence since they started in the early '80s. You now have a hotel. You got your 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 real estate, and and like Danny says, everything is tied together. When the Cubs are winning, that place is going to be rocking. What they didn't expect to happen is that when they would be losing, that people would be so completely disinterested, and and you've seen that by the crowds. Like, you know, and Danny tweeted a little bit about it. I was there the other day, too. Like, these are late-arriving crowds, like people that don't care, that maybe they're people who are trying even at the last minute to sell, and they're like, well, fuck it, I didn't. I'll go in second, third, fourth inning. But, like, when you start a game, when it's that first pitch, sometimes it's like nine, ten thousand people tops. Yeah. Well, right, and, and, and Austin Kecker says, and the sports book building is still yeah. to come. Another, another thing they'll own. And, the, and, but the Cubs print money. Baseball teams print fucking money. These guys, I mean, they've, they have tripled, more than tripled, right? Or whatever, the, the value of the Cubs. Biblical in, losses. In the, yeah, in the 12 years that they've owned this team. 13 years that they've owned this team, it's tripled and it started at almost a billion dollars. So, you know, that's, 
And they put a billion in, and then they made a billion. And that's kind of how, how it worked. The only re- way they'll sell is if they need to. And it is a forced sale based upon need. But they've got so many billions of dollars to back up their own shit, I just don't see it happening. Uh, I think the reason about the late arriving crowds is, you know, listen, they have jacked up the price of beer to uh, about, if you're going to tip on it, to about 13 bucks a beer. Now, that's that's ridiculous. That's like some Dodger Stadium fucking bullshit. That's some New York Yankee bullshit. And that's exactly what they want to do. But guess what? Those are late arriving crowds. You know why? Because you're charging 13 fucking dollars a beer and I'm across the street drinking it for six. So there's no reason for me to get in there to watch fucking Ortega and Schwindel, who most people haven't even fucking heard of before last week. So, you know, for six bucks, like, I'm, I'm not a, a real, like, stickler for getting to the game on time. Like, I know a lot of people are. If I show you, up in you, the first or second, you know, no, I'm you fine with that. No, you are when they're winning. Like, you are when they're winning. Like, that's just how you are. Like, that's how people are. When the team is good and winning, you want to be there for the first pitch. When they're not winning and you're kind of stuck with a ticket and that's why you're going, you're just like, ah, fuck it, whatever. I like I like getting there. I like to see who's doing the anthem. I like kind of all the all the fun stuff and kind of walking around and talking to the to the employees. But I guess I'm probably a little bit different than a few people. Well, on a that. lot of people are like that. I'm just I'm just I do that sometimes. I go to so much that I don't care if I like miss one. You know what I mean? Is what I'm right. Saying. So, but but I mean that's why I think people are showing up late. And like once they stop serving beer, you sing a little "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," and like oh, I'm going to go across the street catch the rest of this online because people are more interested. If you want to have the largest beer garden in 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 Chicago, then guess what? You can't charge thirteen dollars a fucking beer because people aren't going to stick around for that. They're not. They're going to come in and have one or two tops. People don't have eighty fucking dollars to spend on Miller Lite. You know what I mean? Nobody yeah. likes getting ripped off. And, and the idea that, uh, you know, they're going to sell. Like, they would have to be losing money on this proposition. And didn't we find out earlier this year that 20%, if they can get 20% of people into the stadium, then they break even? Isn't that what the the number that we heard right before they started opening it up to everything. So if you only need 20%, that's 10,000 people. As long as 10,000 people are coming in, they're not losing money. Yeah, I mean, it's but like a 20% is a little less than that. I think it's got to be more than that, though, I, I would guess. Um, but they still, like, they're announcing 25,000 on the board, which is nowhere near sellout, but it is much better than a lot of other teams, including the Southside White Sox in first place are doing on a regular basis, especially during the week. Um, so uh, a little yumper says 25% is needed to break even. Okay. Wrigley operating costs. So that, that sounds, um, yeah, I think that's more, we'll have to okay. look into that later but, because but I that's don't think we know. 10, so it's all yeah, but that's ten thousand, and they're always going to get ten thousand. That's right, regularly, regularly that, operating costs. Right, that's just to ter- keep the it's lights not, on and stuff it's not like the that. Team, right. it's not the it's not a two hundred million dollar payroll. Well, right. You know. So uh, let's get into these games. Uh, Cubs win two or three. They were all tight games. Uh, I love that we're playing spoiler of the Reds. I was hanging out with Sarah Sanchez from Cup of Cubby Blue, and she was a little sad in a way. 
because she's like, you know, of all the teams that I want to get into the the playoffs, I kind of want it to be the Reds more than some other teams, especially because the Reds playing poorly right now and a team like the Cardinals, for example, winning today against the Dodgers. Uh, it's kind of putting the Cardinals within striking distance. So pick your poison here. If an NL Central team's going to get into this besides the Brewers, would you rather it be the Reds or the Cardinals, or would you rather it be the Padres and the and the Dodgers or Giants, whoever takes the West? I mean, um, where, where are you guys sitting with, like, the playoff picture, or do you not care? You know, uh, the West Coast is impressive as far as what they're doing, and, and we, we are facing the, the Giants coming up. But I would say more than anything, I don't know. I, I really – it's hard because I've just kind of become so – I don't know. The season just to me is just one that you just kind of just shake your head at and say it didn't have to be this way. So it's kind of hard for me to get like motivated. Like the Cardinals and the standings. I mean, you got you got Cincinnati right behind San Diego. They're only one game back, right? Yeah, they're still. And then you got Philly three and the Cardinals three. So that's a lot to leap leapfrog. And so I I mean, think about this: the 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 Mets who have been such a shit show are only four point four point five out of that. Second spot. Yeah. And they're still in the even kind of in the East race, aren't they? I believe they are. The now here's the difference though, is when I looked at I looked at some schedules recently, and a team like the Padres, they've got a shit ton of games against the Giants and the Dodgers. They're playing almost all teams over five hundred, almost all playoff teams. Uh, this entire time, the Giants and Dodgers play each other. Like you've got all that going on. The Reds play the Pirates a bunch. Nine right. games still against. So, them, so, so MLB always makes sure that at the end of the season you face your opponents, your division opponents, much more than any yeah, other point but, in the season. But that's bullshit. That's that's. I I wish I I would love to see whoever makes these schedules. I would love to see them sit down with a reporter asking them the hard questions. Like, why is it that you scheduled the Reds and the Pirates half of their games in the final month of the – that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, are right. just going to play and, each other over just the same way the Cubs played the Pirates nine times in April. Right, and so it, it makes no sense, but that's usually what they do, and that's how – that's how the uh, Padres are screwed because when they're facing teams in their division, you're facing the Dodgers and you're facing the Giants. And for you well, know, the Reds, there's, there's one thing like playing nine games within your division, right? Three teams, three game series. That's one thing. Playing one single team nine different times. That's where I'm like nine times. Mm. Totally agree with you on the fact that it's stupid that you front load it in one half and then you don't do anything in the second half or this and that. But ideally, you should be facing, especially to me, in the opening start of the season, you should be facing your division and especially at the end of the season as well. Yeah, you should be facing All the teams. them, but not yeah. nine times, maybe six games in a month, which is a home and road series. But the fact that they have three series is just backloaded. It's just an unbalanced schedule. And the thing that bothers me about it is because when you're facing the Cubs now, you're not facing the same Cubs that you faced earlier in the in the season. So I think that's interesting. So the Giants is who we're going to face next. That's a good example. They, we faced them in June. We lost three or four. And we've faced them now. 
So that is how it kind of should work. You know, it, but yeah. uh, everything else isn't working that way. But right, and we know whoever makes the schedules and MLBs just, are just dumbasses. So yeah, I'm curious to see here in the chat who people are kind of pulling for. Um, uh, Austin says, seeing the Cardinals come back in the standings give me nightmare flashbacks to how 2011 ended uh, when the Braves collapsed. So like, it, I mean, dude, like the Cardinals got their pitching back. They, you know, they have those made-up players that they make, you know, out in uh, where's their Triple uh, A, Louisville, Louisville, right? Yeah, the they, bats. They got, they, yeah, they got their their Louisville machine that's just turning out fake baseball players, uh, like Lars Newtbar and uh, <laughs> Lars Newtbar. I'll never forget Lars Newtbar's name as long as I live. But Lars uh, Newtbar should be the name of a band. Right? I thought you were like, going to say the minor league team. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, like you know, uh, Danny's got Bleacher Bump Band. There needs to be somebody in St. Louis who's got the Cardinals equivalent, and it's called Lars Newbar. Yeah, and that's all you need, though, Lars Newbar, and you just call yeah. or make a bar called Lars Newbar. Oh my Lars God, Newbar. let's yeah. do that in Wrigleyville. <laughs> I hear, uh, I hear the Starbucks is empty. It'll be packed nine games a year when the Cardinals fans come to town. Um, so, all right, game one. You got any poems for us? Do you have poems? I do, of course. All right. yeah, of course give, give, I do. Give us some poetry. Cubs win at four to three. better to do with my life. All right, Cubs poem, 139. Chicago, four. Cincinnati, three. Zombie Cubs, Walking Dead, Spoiling versus Cincy Reds. Jack Brickhouse yells, hey, hey, three-run dong. Half first gray. Steel was real till hits by pitch. Exits game, inning six. Schwingin' Schwindel. Can't be touched. Four in a row. Coming up clutch. Yeah. Well, three nothing after the first inning, after the or- Ortega and Schwindel reach, a, reach in the first, and then uh, the, the fucking lotion got put in the basket. Uh, you, you know, that's – Here's my question. Do you trust? <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, I do. I, mean, do you, I think if you ask this question, do you trust Schwindel? No, I mean, uh, no, I mean, we already talked about Schwindel. I mean, he hit a single here. You know, this is, you know, and except at the end, he, he, these are singles that he's hitting at this point. But I, it was a beautiful piece of hitting. Like, he didn't yeah. overdo it. You know, he just fucking put it out there. Yeah, but what I'm talking about is Hap. The Hap comeback. Everybody's oh. on the hap, the hap train. We've seen this before. We saw it in 2018, saw it in 2019, we, uh, 2020, 60 game season. He kills it. This year, he's fucking terrible. You know, he, we saw this. Uh, we've seen it's up and down. This man is a human roller coaster. This I is see what Crawley has- down there pissed. Like he's just, he's rolling it. He's, and, and what's funny is where he's sitting in here, he looks like he's looking up at you, Danny, <laughs> as if he can actually see you, and he's rolling his eyes, and he's pissed off. Yeah. It, it's, it's just one of these things that just drives you fucking nuts because Kyle Schwarber was the same thing. It's like half the season, he, 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 he's getting demoted to AAA, and then the next half is the reason we didn't get Nick Castellanos. You know, because all of a sudden he looked like the fucking world beater, and then he sucks again, and then he's good again. It's like it's okay. Guys are going to go in hot and cold streaks. Maybe maybe a bad week, something like that. But you can't go a bad three months like that. Just fucking kills your team. And so we were looking at guys that just absolutely second base was a black hole for the Cubs to start the season. We remember that debacle with David Bodie, 
And then you, you had Ian Happ, who was absolutely worthless. You had Jason Hayward, who couldn't do shit, who had the game winner last night. You had a bunch of players. Jack Peterson, who was the spring training home run champion, couldn't hit a fucking ball. So you're taking a look at you had four or five guys that couldn't hit worth shit. And so and now I'm supposed to be excited for Hap again because now he's the good Hap. But we figured it out. Now it clicked. And then we're going to be all excited about it next year. And then it's just going to be bullshit for the first three months. And then, I don't know, that's great you figured it out. It's great some, something clicked in you. But you know what? It would have been great if I still had Rizzo and Bryant and Baez and this team was trying to make a run for it. And it sure would have helped to have your fucking bat right now back when the Cubs needed it. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. What is the Spotify Green Room app? Why, it's a live, audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And you can just share your own experiences on the app. Um, Spotify's free, as I said. It's audio-only, social media platform. Bring sports fans together. You can start or join ongoing conversations. You can watch games together, react to big news, rumors and games, uh, talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. So uh, you can join in on a conversation with me and the other fellas on the Sun Ranto Show every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central. And uh, we try to do something a little different on there every single week, come up with a topic that uh, will include you. So won't you join us on the Spotify Green Room app? Uh, it's free to download. Check it out. Um, all you got to do is go over to the iOS app store or the uh, Android store. You create a profile. You download it. You create a profile. You link your Twitter. You join in on the league. We're on MLB. We There's also a Cubs group. And you follow us at Sun Ranto Show to be notified when our room goes live. So, uh, once again, Tuesdays at 6 p.m., uh, every week, uh, uh, and uh, you can find us right there doing a live show. Uh, won't you join us on the Spotify Green Room app? And we thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show. Yeah. yeah, and what is it about losing those guys? And I just wonder about Hap. Is it an ultimate garbage time world so that, like, everybody's just looking at the Cubs and you're looking at Jason Hayward and you're looking at half – they're like, I'm just going to go after these guys because, you know, might as well. Like, I don't know. Like, it's right. working out. I just wonder if ultimately, like, the Cubs aren't getting respect. They're like – you know, yes. so – I'm with you 100% on that, Danny. I think – People aren't respecting this lineup, and they're just fucking going after them. And that gives them all sorts of opportunities to get hits. And when you lose, when you have two streaks of double-digit losses, like, then nobody gives a shit about you anymore. Like, they expect to beat you. They How don't put J Joey Votto in the lineup because they're just like, Ah, they, they, we're going to win this. We can beat them without them. And, yeah. and, and so that, that's just the whole thing is, is that I've done it a million times when I'm sitting there and the Cubs were good and you're playing the Pittsburgh Pirates and there's nothing that drives you up a wall than seeing some no-name schlub batting 188 and you walk the guy. What do you say? Throw it down the fucking middle, let him hit it, and see what happens. Yeah. So I could yeah. just see a bunch of these guys like, look, don't overextend yourself. Don't work your pitch count up. Just fucking just throw it and see what happens. Yeah. You know, and again, these guys, a lot of these guys, they don't have books on. A 
lot of these guys, they don't know where to pitch them just yet, what their weaknesses are, and to see the adjustments. But again, I, I, there, I think there are a lot of people not taking them too serious. And, and for these guys, they're desperate. You know what I mean? This is their one chance to maybe try to hang on, try to parlay this into something. And so these guys are hungry, and they have nothing to lose. When the Cubs started this season, they had everything to lose. Just what we talked about, that if they end up struggling, they're going to trade everybody away, and they were holding it together somehow barely, and then the wheels fell off, and then sure as shit, it was gone. But you had to play with that hanging over your head. Right now, these guys have nothing to lose. The Cubs have nothing to lose. You could do some of the old Don Zimmer shit where you do a hit and run with the bases loaded. Who gives a fuck? What does it matter? <laughs> what, do you, what do you give a shit? You know what I mean? It's It ain't no big deal at this point. Just well, do whatever I, the fuck you want. I saw what was that that there was a beautiful bunt that got laid down by Alcantara in front of Alec Mills. Right. I, I was yeah. like I was like to move the runner I'm like with two outs now there's two outs and I'm like I mean it ended up being a hit but I mean it, you know he bunted against the now you got two on I guess it, you know but that's uh, brilliant nobody expects you to bunt in front <laughs> of the pitcher Yeah but it does nothing for anybody you know, it. I mean, it doesn't help. You know, there's now there's two outs and Alec Mills up, and two on didn't matter. You know, your job right there was to hit a double and drive that dude in. Like you're yeah. the key man in the inning if you're going to score this run. But you're also Sergio Alcantara, and you're hitting under 200. So yeah, you're 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 hitting what a pitcher's hitting anyway. So no, but the the original question here, Danny, was about Hap and whether or yeah. not we should care about this. And here. It, what I think is funny is that Hap is tearing it up right now. The same as Schwindel, the same as Wisdom did, and it's like we we love Wisdom and Schwindel, but it's because we haven't seen them do exactly what Hap's done, and we then suck. sucked like Hap's sucked, yeah. and then come back like Hap's come back. We've seen him too many times to really get excited about it. Schwindel and uh, Wisdom, we we know it's probably not going to happen. Cinderella's fucking, you know, it's going to be midnight. midnight someday. It's going to hit midnight. We know. We know that in the back of our minds, but we've never seen them suck. So we're just going to enjoy the fuck out of it until... You know the the carriage is the pumpkin again, again. And again, guys, it, it is it is it's why you go to the movies to see the bad news bears or Major League. Oh my God, look at Frank Schwindel. What's the movie? The Replacements. You remember that one with Keanu yeah. Reeves with the football strike and he's he's cleaning boat barnacles and then he's the star quarterback. It's Frank Schwindel was at fucking Murphy's after the game the other day. Hey, look, that's Frank Schwindel at Murphy's. He's taking pictures. Goofy, right. It's just, it's just goofy ass shit. Look at this guy. Like he literally was doing nothing a couple of weeks ago, and now all of a sudden he's like the po- like the poster boy of Wrigley right now. Just. Like just making silly faces and having fun was, and grabbing drinks. His yeah, friends and, were there with his head on a placard, and they all had Schwindel jerseys. And um, yeah, it, it, it's just fun. But a real guy that we could talk about in this game, though, is uh, Justin Steele, because I'm kind of impressed by what I'm seeing out of Justin Steele. He, uh, you know, first of all, he throws with his left hand, and he's our guy, and we're going to have him for a long time. He's con- cost controllable for a ton of time. And, you know, he did okay. He's been doing okay since they brought him out as a starter. Um, you know, he, he goes five. He, uh, no, yeah, yeah, five, right? 
Yeah, he, he went yeah, the, five, three hits, well, three runs. He went into the six, six, and the six is where he had trouble. Well, and here's the problem. Why the fuck didn't they take him out of there? Like, you, you're not protecting him at all. Like, you're just like, see how long he could go. And I don't even care about pitch count, but you're definitely third time through the order. And why aren't you protecting your guy? Like, you've got b- bullpen arms that you also are like the Justin Steeles of the future that you're supposed to be like trying out as well. So I don't know. I, you know, David Ross really? is still on COVID. Like, I, I didn't want to see Steele back out there when he came back out. And especially after he got in so much trouble and then he starts hitting dudes. At the end of it, he totally lost control, and they still didn't go get him until finally they had to. What you what you're trying to do is is you're trying to see what you have. Can this guy? Sometimes all, all pitchers have talked about it, especially veterans. Sometimes you're going to have games where you don't have your best shit, and can you put something together? There may be times in a game where you're you got to get out of jam. These are just developmental things where they're just kind of working on things and seeing what this cat, he's showing you some things. He, he's showing you some flashes of brilliance. He's showing you some struggles. That's what you get out of a rookie pitcher. And that's where, like I said, when people tell me, yeah, the Cubs can compete next year, I say, okay, who's your rotation? Well, we're going to have Hendricks and Mills and Alzali and Thompson and Steele. Those are all guys that just have We're going to have 88 and 88, and then we're going to have, I don't know, 91. Yeah, it's, but it's it's just a matter of these guys do not have experience. They have not played full years. They're not used to what it takes to go through a, a – you see this all the time with the Cubs for the most part. It's third time through the order, get them out. Don't even let them see the hitters third time through the order. Well, like that is we, literally automatic now. We talked about this in the green room. I wanted to see another steal Alzali. Uh, nine-inning run, but they had used Alzali the day before for – 1.2 innings, so they couldn't use him uh, the next day after Steele. But Danny, you and I talked about it. Like that was an interesting concept. Two pitchers for nine innings. Steele did great through five. What if well, Alzali could have come out Brewers, and saved the another game? Have been doing, the Brewers have been doing this forever. I mean, this is, this is not like rocket. I mean, this is not like right. something that the Cubs made up. But if you look, I mean, here's what I'm saying. It's like it, there's also like his pitch count was low. I get all that stuff. But he walks, leadoff walk in the sixth. Now you know you're fucked, okay? Nick Castellanos up next. I mean, this is not this is the heart of the order. They made him face Nick the Stick, who doubled. Then A. Eugenio Suarez hit by pitch. Then another hit by pitch. And then finally they had to go and get him because you know. So they saw what they got. I just want to know what did they prove by letting him go out? Is just to see what you got? I mean, Joe Madden would take Hendricks out of there, and we'd complain. You know, oh, they, why don't they let him through the third time? Because every time they did that, Hendricks got lit the fuck up. And, like, every now and again. And so it's just kind of something that you have to have the apprenticeship as the manager. And I give it, get it that they're experimenting right now. But I feel like those bad outings can hurt a guy. You know, or, like, even a bad inning can hurt a guy's confidence. Um, give him the experience, but don't, like, don't, don't, don't play bad don't manage the game wrong. Just yes. to see what you got. There, there you, you got go. Don't training. manage the game wrong. This isn't this isn't spring training. Yeah. Don't manage the game wrong just to see what one dude's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. It, I'm with yeah, you. I'm, I'm just saying, but I, I also get Crawley's point. Let him start the inning, but like walking a double, maybe that's enough. Uh, you know, I'm just saying, like, is 
I don't know what, what else was going on, why he started getting rocked except for his third time through the order. Uh, the other thing is I, I thought the umpiring in this, pretty much in this, a lot of in the series wasn't great. Um, uh, there was a couple, well, I guess yesterday was fine, but there was some bad calls on specific guys that I pissed me off. Like there was, that were just weren't even close. Like there was a half one that was Tuesday. That was two. no. That was yesterday. Was the was Ian Hap got screwed? The umpire had a great game, but he made two bad calls, and, and they both affected Ian Hap. And they were both. So when you when you're when I'm a big fan of Umpire Auditor, which is a, a Twitter handle, and it was showing sometimes that like if an ump makes a bad call, like in the bottom of the order with nobody on, obviously it's not going to be be as impactful as if it's the bases loaded. And one out. Do you get what I'm saying? And you make a yeah. bad call. So the call, the game yesterday, the guy actually called a pretty darn good game. The problem is, is that he made a couple bad calls against Hap that just happened to be at the worst possible time. Critical times, yeah. And it, I saw uh, Peewiz got, I don't know if he's just frustrated, like, but uh, either the, the Reds announcers actually said, oh, oh. Patrick Wisdom is correct. <laughs> so yeah. Chad Fairchild was the umpire yesterday. He was 95% accurate. Average is 94. He made 133 out of 140 taken pitches called correctly, meaning he missed seven calls. His consistency was at 99%. One of 94 balls were inside the established strike zone. Now, it shows you what the... Overall favor, it was 1.31 runs for the red. The reason is that Hap got rung up on two out of the three worst calls of the game. Number one was in the third with one out runner on first. A 3-2 count is called a ball. Uh, It's a ball and it's called a strike. So instead of two runners on with one out, you now have two outs with one runner on. One runner on, yeah. And then the bottom of the seventh, it was wisdom. Zero outs, bases empty, 2-2 count, balls called a strike. That one looks like it was way inside. And then the other one was the half. This was the big one in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, one out, bases empty, two uncalled, ball is called a strike. So half yeah. had two of them that went against him. But that the game yesterday. in general was good. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, the consistency is more important than anything. Um, the, the game, thing- game two was the bad one. That was the bad one, yeah. That uh, was the one you were at. <laughs> yeah. And, and we'll and game one. I, I made a note that Peewiz got called out on a really bad pitch, but I don't know. Like it's tough to tell with him because you know he he looks like he's getting a little frustrated up there. He's like about ready to slam his bat down. But he he looks frustrated every single time he strikes out. Even when he was like hitting homers, you know, won a game, he strikes out and he like slams his bat down. Like he's pissed every time he strikes out. It's amazing. So when I was telling you last night, Sump was 95% accurate and 99% consistent uh, on Tuesday night, it was 91% accurate. So 3% below average and 96% consistency, which is generally average. Yeah. So uh, then of course you get Hoyer coming in. And, um, yeah, he's been good, you know, with the inherited runner situation, uh, uh, you know, he's, he's shut it down. He was in there last night. It, he pitched what, two innings in this one. I believe that's correct. Yeah. And he, yeah. And he pitched two innings in today's game. Oh, oh is that what I'm thinking? Yeah. He pitched two innings. innings in t- all right. That was in today's game. Well, he, he comes in, he does, does do the wild pitch slash, uh, 
pass ball. Nick the Stick scores on that one. Schrock doubled, tied the game in, in game one. Now, I want to talk about Rivas because he had a great at bat. He, game's tied. He comes in, great, great at bat. He, then he finally shoots one into right field. He gets the second on a wild pitch, and then Frank the Tank hits him in. Just taking advantage, getting that clutch hit, you know, and we already talked about why this might be happening because there's no book on these guys. But it's still fun to see that happen because we haven't seen that happen with the Cubs for a long time when you had an entire lineup of dudes swinging for the bleachers. Um, so Cubs end up striking out 12 times in this game without a single walk. They did not walk one time. So uh, game wow. two, po- you got a poem for me? I do. Uh, 140, Cincinnati 4, Chicago 3. Risp hits will win games. Solo shots are lame. Fans are not wrong if they love the dong. Three true outcomes are to blame. First inning was hell, but Samson did pitch well. Ivy ate a ball, caused the streak to fall, and Ricketts needs to sell. Well, I was in the club, so I didn't even care we we lost that much. Because- Danny was having his third dinner when, uh, he like... Danny ate three dinners. The Ivy ate one ball. Danny wins. Let me tell you a little about the food I ate. Okay, so what I'm putting up a picture right now. It I got looks some, fucking good. I got some sautéed mushroom. I got some porterhouse with the hollandaise spicy sauce. Or not, no, uh, horseradish sauce. Mashed potatoes with cheese on it. I got some barbacoa beef taco. I got a salad. Here's my second dinner. I had some meatballs and some lemon chicken. I had uh, this time I had a Mediterranean cucumber salad and some olives. And uh, then I was pretty full after that. But I, I drank a lot. I would of hope so for the love of Christ. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had I had a vodka a bunch of vodka tonics. But I just want to show you some pictures of the club here. It's nice down there. Like it's it's pretty fancy. You can see the bar there in the background. It's kind of like old school, kind of nineteen twenties. It's got that kind of speakeasy sort of leather chair vibe to it. There's plenty of places to eat. You get waitress service. Um, that they, they come over. Uh, with your uh, with drinks, though, you know, it, I think you're supposed to tip. I tipped anyway. Um, but they've got it nicely decorated. This is uh, the scene on the stairs. They got the Cubs logo. That's as you're walking in from like underneath the marquee and you're going down the stairs. You're going down the stairs and they've got all these Cubs logos and stuff uh, from all the different uh, decades. So it is. They really- removed those. They removed those right there from uh, Arizona and then. Put them back to on the 1914. Truck. <laughs> I've yeah. never, I've, I've seen the 1914 club when it was first built, and they kind of let us tour around that stuff. But I've never caught a game from there. I've been to the Barrel Room, and I've been to the uh, the one on you the cannot, other side. You cannot see the field, no, from there in any way, right? Just on TV. No, it's just on TV. Same with the, uh, I think, same with all the clubs except for the Catalina Club. Okay. And the yeah, and that's my only complaint about it because because you have to go down there to get your free food and your free drinks. You know, a lot of those seats behind the home plate end up empty, and I'm in the sixth row. Like you guys watched me sit there watch that whole game. Carl is yelling at me to get off my camera because I'm your fucking pictures. camera down. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, did you like my text? I was like, it's weird that we can watch Danny ignore our text. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I I never had my phone on, but here's what I'm saying. People get up and down 
so much. So if you really are there to watch the game, the rake on the stands there is pretty low. So it's not like you're like really, if you're a, a row behind, if you're in the fifth row, you're not that much higher than the fourth row or the third row or second. So anytime anybody gets up, I've got a lot of photographs of freaking people's heads. And let me tell you about rich people. They don't give a fuck, okay? They don't know shit. I don't know if they're there for a corporation or they care about the Cubs at all. But I will say this. They get up in the middle of a pitch. They don't give a fuck. All through box seats, they stand up whenever they want. They're totally rude and they don't give a crap about anybody else watching the game. They don't even realize anybody's behind them, I think. They are that, <laughs> they are that, um, you know, uh, completely they self-absorbed. Self-absorbed and, and completely oblivious to the fact that they are in a crowd of other people and that maybe somebody's sitting right behind them that is actually watching the baseball game. I mean, I'm talking about, Two on, two out, three and two. Oh, I think I'll go get a hamburger. And they stand up, and it's the most – I mean, and I've experienced this many times. I've yelled about this on the show. Went to that Maddox that uh, with Luis, our good friend Luis Medina, uh, it, a couple of years ago uh, that he pitched in 2019 when he – 78 pitches against the Cardinals or some shit. Um, I went to that. Same shit. We moved our seats. People sucked so bad. <laughs> and we had we had the NBC uh, studio seats. Great you guys seats. know that's where I love. I, like I am so spoiled because where I sit, my season tickets, first row, upper deck, in the middle. So unless you're a total asshole and want to see me do some eye rolls and move very slowly, like most people know to go on either side of me on the aisles and not cross in front of me. So I can usually go to a whole game without ever having to get up. I have it timed right. Like or like you know, it's like two outs. Jason Hayward's up. I know he's going to roll into second. I run really quick, go to the bathroom and come back and don't miss a damn thing. Yeah. No, it's and, – and that's the thing is like I feel like the reason people are doing that is because they are not watching the game. Because it's a club thing where you can get all you can drink, where you can eat all you can eat, that is the main attraction for a lot of the people that are down there. So uh, – but I do want to thank I, – I love sitting down there. I love going to the club. I think it was great. You know, you get your own private bathroom where I, I was down there hitting my you know vape pen and stuff like that. You know, just – I had a great time. But – that's I my thought you were going to tell us another horrible story like when you were there with Mai Tai. Oh, and I took a dump. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I took a dump at the, the barrel room. I, I left a that's, – That's actually why they call it the barrel room now. Yeah. Um, so, But I, I did take some great pictures. Here's Wilson hitting the home run. Uh, so I'm right behind home plate, and, you, you know, this – what a great shot, you know. It, it's so great to sit back there. I, I, I love being that close. You hear the umpire say strike and ball. You hear the ball hit the bat. You're seeing the trajectory real well of everything. And um, I thought this was funny. Um, a Jurgo stuff, uh, John Jurgovan, a great uh, ranter, longtime ranter, uh, he actually put together the two pictures of me taking a picture of Wilson hitting the ball, uh, and then he overlays it with my picture of Wilson hitting the ball. And so Jergo stuff nailed the shot of Watch Marquee nailing the shot of of me nailing the shot of Wilson nailing the shot. So it was, was a lot of nails and a lot of shots. A lot of shots. Everybody's everybody's drunk and hitting each other with hammers now. But if if you, I just have to say, if you can get down there. Uh, before the season's over, do it. If you can get a chance, check it out. Then you have right. that experience. The, the, the point is, is they are so bad, and especially 
especially once the Bears start playing Sunday during the day. It's a night game this Sunday. But you got a Sunday Bears playing. Justin Fields is going to be the starting quarterback after week one. Nobody. After uh, quarter one. The first quarter. Nobody. Those tickets that will normally cost you $300 a pop are going to be going cheap. So if you ever say to yourself, Now's the time. Here's the thing. Right now, if you're going to go to any of these games the rest of the season, you can find tickets for like six bucks. Mm -hmm. So find a day where you're just saying to yourself, you know what? I'm going to go to a game and see what the best seats I can get, and here's my budget. I got a couple hundred dollars. Here's my budget. I'm going to spend $200 on this game on Sunday. And if it ends up being $6 for bleacher seats each, and you spend $12, well, you got 150 bucks to spend on booze and food in the bleachers. Or you can go the other direction and just say, you know what, I'm going to spend $100 per ticket, get into the 1914 club or maybe even cheaper barrel room and get all the food and drink you can possibly want. Danny, when we went the other day, when we went uh, for uh, John Baker Day, you know, and I kept sneaking the the, the barrel room stuff, I just jumped up a, a section in seats and just doing that. We didn't even like, I didn't go into the barrel room at all. I just had free booze and that was plenty for me. I spent like $10 that day. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's definitely worth just checking out at least once because, you know, hopefully the Cubs aren't going to spend too many uh, Septembers where they're not in contention in the future. But right now you've got an opportunity, so if you can, and if you're going to buy tickets, I should say that you should use our link at sunranto.com slash StubHub. All you do is, like, click on our ad, and um, and then you buy your tickets and then uh, we get uh, 1% of that uh, ticket price. So if you spend $100, we, we, we get a dollar. So that would be, I mean, every little bit helps. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost one-tenth of the way to a beer at that point at the ballpark. Yeah, I mean, we're one-fifth of a way from a Starbucks coffee. Nowhere yeah. near Wrigley, but we'll get one. So uh, Adrian Sampson, unlike... In this game, game two, Adrian Sampson, unlike, uh, I would say, uh, Justin Steele, I don't think he's as much of a dude as maybe we would hope. I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I like what Justin Steele's giving me. Sampson, I, I think that's, that's really? hard. That, that, that hard is really say. hard to say. And here's the thing is that we know that guys usually, whether it was John Lester or, or Kyle Hendricks this year, a lot of times if you're going to get to a pitcher, the time to get to him is the first inning. That, and that's what that, I was thinking, Crawley. Yeah. Right, and that Reds lineup is pretty damn powerful. I saw Jonathan India. Danny, if you remember the first time we hung out with that podcast from Cincinnati, I told them, I'm like, you know who looks really good is this Jonathan India guy. Like, I'm like, I don't know who he is. That guy's a beast. I saw him tear it up in Arizona, and he's been doing it for Cincinnati in the bigs this year. He gives up a solo home run to him, and then who else, Joey Votto? Uh, no, uh, yeah, was it Votto? No, I think it was uh, Nick the Stick. Or sorry, uh, yes, yeah, Castellanos. Yeah, Castellanos. Castellanos can't come to Wrigley without hitting a home run. So the the point of it being though is that that could have easily rattled him. And you know what? Shaky first, then he went five. No problem. He looked like he was getting stronger as the game went on. Yeah, it, it really did feel like he was not getting out of like the third inning. Like after that first inning, you're like, oh god, you know, now it's going to be a bullpen game, and they're going to really get run down and all this. But he just came out and settled in and put together four good innings after that first one. It reminded me of Jen Hosang. They were hitting him hard. And I, and that is a team that comes okay. out swinging, but I, I'm telling you every single ball, even the outs looked like they were getting hard at first. I'm just saying it didn't pass the eye test to me what I saw out of this guy. And he, you're right. He did recover. So I'm going to give him, 
give him that much. Um, you know, Wilson Contreras hit his 18th home run, which you'll take uh, out of uh, your catching position. He's still like 218, 220. I forget. It's low twos on the batting average. Um, you know, he had that knee thing. He's back now to end the season. Um, we haven't talked about Wilson in a while, but it was nice to see him hit that. I know it probably felt good for him after being hurt. But but if you think about this, really think about it right now. You're talking about a guy that is just some guy starting for you. You're playing a, a team that has some thunder, and he gives up two runs in the first on two solo shots and nothing else the rest of the game. Goes five innings. Like we would have killed for that from uh, what was his name that they had for the guy from Pittsburgh that went to the Mets. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Trevor Williams. Yeah, Trevor, Trevor Williams. Or you would have loved to have that from uh, Zach Davies most of the season. Hey, podcast listeners, uh, Danny Rocket with another announcement here. Um, please become a Patreon member. If you like what we do here at the show, just know that it costs us money to put it on. It costs us about five hundred bucks a year uh, just to. Um, uh, put the show on StreamYard and bring it to you live and have audience participation, something that we've grown into uh, recently. It costs a lot of money. It costs a few hundred bucks to keep our website going. Uh, and uh, we give uh, 10% of the money to the Lost Boys uh, down on the south side of Chicago, our friend Levante, who does great work with kids down there. So that right there is about three months of what we get in Patreon donations per year. So basically, we're working for three months, one-fourth of the time, just to bring you this show for free. Um, if you want to change that for us, and I would love it if you change that for us, please become a Patreon member. If you're already a Patreon member, uh, thank you, and please consider up in your pledge, because as we grow, uh, we hope that you'll grow with us. So... Um, Anyway, thanks for listening to the podcast, but if you did become a Patreon member, let me tell you what you get. You get the show early, you get the show ad-free, so no no more messages like this in the show. It's just the straight show that we do live in a podcast form, okay? Uh, you get access to our show notes. Um, lots of great information in there. You see that what the rundown of our show is. I also give uh, access to all of the elements that we use in the show. Uh, you get uh, access to the um, graphics, the stats that uh, that I cut up from Baseball Reference to bring on the show and give everybody all the best information about what's coming up and what's going to happen. You get access to all that stuff, even at the dollar level. At the $5 level, uh, you get all of uh, the Cubs music I make in uh, high-quality downloads sent right to your RSS feed. $10, you get the Ranter calendar, and your name gets uh, shown as a super Ranter at the end of our live shows. And um, just a final plea, tickets and beer, guys. Ricketts has taken more every single year. You know, as much as I, I love spending all my own personal money on going to Cubs games, um, I, I would appreciate it if every now and again got a little kickback from you guys. So please, won't you subscribe to our Patreon feed at patreon.com slash sunranto. Um, all the money you give us goes right back into the show or to the Lost Boys, um, to the events, to hosting the website and the podcast, to, adverti uh, to advertising, to tickets and uh, batteries and microphones and headphones and all the shit we got to buy just to keep this show live on the air, um, including fast internet. So uh, please, won't you join us? Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It would be greatly appreciated. And... Um, 
back to the show. Yeah. You know, this That's, guy was able to go five and, and, like I said, gave up two. It's not like he gave up home runs to the pitcher. You know what I mean? It's like Castellanos is one of the best hitters in, in the NL this year. And, and, like I said, Jonathan India, to me, he has is been absolutely hitter. amazing. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's, it's – it's, Again, giving up two runs to that team, that's what you want. You're still in this game. He never put you out of it. Yeah, I agree. I'm just saying two, he had the two strikeouts. They were hitting it. And they just and they when they hit it, it looked hard. Uh, you know, Alcantara, I noticed Sergio Alcantara made a couple of nice plays in this game. Uh, he's been making nice plays all, all – uh, he, he was advertised as a defense – a glove first guy which would make sense considering he's batting under 200 or right around 200. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I saw him flashing some leather in this game and really all through this series, and I feel like, you know, the defense behind him made a difference in this game. I don't know what, like, I didn't look it up, like, with the BABIP on this situation or all that stuff or, you know, the hard hit rate and stuff like that. I, th- I didn't look it up. I'm just saying, sitting there real close, I felt like we were playing with fire a lot. Um that makes but I agree. That, and, and that makes it total effective. sense. It was effective. Yeah. When the, you're watching Miley, it and you're going, yeah. When you're watching it, you're going, that's a hit. And then yeah. somebody makes yeah, a great play. Not, yeah, yeah. You're like, that was a great play. Like yeah. it may not look like that on TV as much as when you're sitting right there seeing, you know. And uh, Miley always had our number. We struck out uh, eight eight times uh, off of his arm, and. Um, then we got Miguel going in there, uh, who wasn't with us much of the year. He was terrible when he came back. Then he comes back, at, and now he's got his ERA down to eight fifteen after uh, two <laughs> innings pitched, two scoreless pit, uh, innings pitched, and he uh, struck out three. Uh, the problem was uh, Manrod. You know that this game was knotted up. Uh, Manrod, or no, they were ahead by one. Manrod yeah. comes in, gives up the double to India. Strikes out Naquin, Castellanos grounds out. So you walk Vado intentionally. Mustakis hits in India, and then Farmer singles well, in Mustakis, and all so, of a sudden it's four to one. So I saw Manrod with uh, Brian Smith from Bleacher Nation in Schaumburg, and the guy's a stud. He he's got he he throws hard. His stuff has got movement. Again, tip your hat to India. Then he gets Naquin to strike out and Castellanos to ground out. So now you're in good shape. You walk Vado. Don't let Vado beat you. But you had Mustakas O and two. And then he, they got cute with them. You know what I mean? Then it they was started like, nibbling. They started right. moving in and out and all over the place. Like, let's just see what happens here. And, and so on 0 and 2, you don't give him anything to hit like that. And then you go after him. I want to see there was a slider that, that he gave up the single on. It was like, oh, God. And then after that, Farmer gets it. But, but uh, it was frustrating because, like I said, you were close. And then you have Hap and Ortega, Ortega and then Hap, homered Ortega directly into Rachel's eye. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then Ortega uh, and then Hap homered uh, again. And um, uh, Kyle Farmer, by the way, he, he made a great play on a Frank Schwindel, like kind of over-the-shoulder catch. Oh, he's my a God. He's that, a actually, that actually won the game, really. Yeah. Well, because he's a catcher playing short and makes a nice play there. Net, I mean, not, who knows if Hap hits a home run? They probably pitch him differently because you got a man on first and, and whatnot. Right. But uh, you know that could have tied the game right there, and so that's what was kind of frustrating about, like like you said, Crawley, you got him zero and two. 
you can't finish that inning. Keep it a keep it that game like within striking distance. Four to one feels a lot harder for this team to make up than you know three to one, or I mean even two to one, which it was when the inning started. So, and uh, you know Miley works so fast, uh, and I, I will say this: if you are going to get a club game. Look at who's pitching and how fast they work because it's all going to cut into your drinking time. Because Wade <laughs> Miley gets that ball and throws it right away. Gets the ball, throws it. Gets the ball, throws it. So, Yeah, you want to see you Darvish out there the, against. The, the usual rule of thumb in that type of situation is you drink as fast as the pitcher is going, yeah. and you'll be okay. All right. So if okay. you got if you got Edwin Jackson. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you just say I need to drink at – 90 miles per hour? No, I got a DUI doing that. You're you're talking about (laughs) tempo in this kind of situation. So if you had an Edwin Jackson start. Oh, oh, this is a Rob Banford thing. It's not about the time. It's it's about the pace of drinking. Right. It's the tempo. (laughs) So if you got an Edwin Jackson start and you're pounding, you're going to have a long night. You're going to be sloppy by the time you get to the fourth. You're going to be stumbling down the aisle. Okay. If you're at a Wade Miley or a Kyle Hendricks start, you Shots. better start chugging because the, the, those games, the, you're not going to have time. You're going to sit down, you're going to have a beer, and the inning's going to be over, and you're going to go, what the hell just happened? You just took a sip, one sip of your beer. You just got to start chugging, like in between yeah. innings. <laughs> so, and then uh, Secrets of Wrigley. Sneak in a beer bong if you can. Uh, so game, game, so we lose. Uh, game three, poem. Okay, uh, Cubs Pub 141, Chicago 4, Cincinnati 1. Cool as Joe smoking menthols. Hap hits the long balls. Votto isn't done. Swings a dong. Tied at one. Then both teams stalled till they got some clown ball. Brock got caught and Hayward walked off flying in the night. The dub flags white. Cubs win 4-1. Mills was great again. Alec Mills... A couple of great starts under his belt right now. <laughs> he had a he had a red hat. It said, "Make Mills great again." Yeah, it and he was. I mean, uh, it, he really was. I mean, it, I I don't know. He's got the no hitter under his belt from last year. Uh, his last start was great. He went into the eighth. This time, uh, he only went six. Uh, one run on four hits. That's hard to do with this Cincinnati lineup. And you know, they were swinging everything. He had them off balance. And I really do think that, you know, as far as guys that have developed and maybe responded to the pitch lab situation, I mean, he already looks like a scientist with those glasses on. So maybe pitch lab is one of the dudes <laughs> that that this will really work for. And, you know, I'm a fan of Alec Mills and he does he he carves these guys up. Uh, he carves these guys up well. His counterpart did great against us for a second time. Vlad, Vlad Gutierrez. We're going to be seeing a lot of this guy over the next few yeah. years. So. Get used to him carving us up. But yeah, um, no. The thing I liked about the pitching in this game, uh, somewhat similar to the Steel Alzali game, uh, after Mills left, it was uh, two pitchers, two innings each. You know, and then it's just it's a different way to run your bullpen. And I kind of enjoy it. I kind yeah. of like it if you it's can get away with it. It's called the Brewers, Michael. It's called pretending you're Craig Council and pretending you play at Wrigley Field North and running your team like the Rays have been doing, like the is Brewers this, have been wait, doing. Hold on. Is this why Brewers fans are always so cocky about this shit? 
Well, I don't know. I'm not being cocky about it. You are. <laughs> no, I know. I'm saying anything. I'm like loving it. And, and you're like, it's the Brewers. I'm like, oh, that's why they talk shit because they're actually enjoying well, how their bullpen I'm, gets I'm run. Saying- and I'm over here like fucking like twisting up a towel every time uh, the bullpen comes in for our games. I'm just saying you're acting like this just got invented by the Cubs. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's no, but it's it's for the first time the Cubs are doing doing this. it. This yeah. is fun. This is interesting how they're running these bullpens when it, we've talked for years the Cubs don't seem to run their starting pitching or their bullpens very well. And now all of a sudden I'm seeing something that I haven't seen because the Cubs have never done it like this. And I'm just pointing it out because I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Like it would be great if you just had a few guys that you could run out there and actually slot in and, and play games like this. It's faster and it's more fun. Well, now the question here, I mean, the Cubs didn't hit well that game. You know what I mean? You had, what, 19 to 20 Cubs retired at the end of the game? Yeah. Get into extras? They they just appeared. Both teams did. I mean, really. I mean, Votto was the only shot for uh, the Reds. Yeah, solo shot from him, solo shot from Hap, and, you know, that's all all we had. And then Uh, nine innings of that. (laughs) Yeah. No, and uh, it was a great game. Uh, you know, in in the it was a great pitched, well pitched game. You know, from on both sides. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That you got to give your tip your hat to that guy, Vlad Gutierrez. Which it's hilarious because I don't know if you've seen his picture, but his eyes are not open in his picture. Vladimir Gutierrez. Every time he came to the plate and they put his face up on the board, <laughs> he just like you know looked. He looks as high as fuck. Um, but yeah, Hoyer looks was a stud. Wick, who was injured. He's come back strong, and I think he's going to be a huge part of this bullpen in the future. And if he can be a multiple-inning guy, and this is one of those like, hey, let's try it out and see what we have with a guy like Roll Wick going two innings, and if that works out, I mean, I'm all for it, man. I mean, it's it, it looked good. Um you know, and Hoyer with the inherited runners, I'd say he said something on it on the on the broadcast. I was at the game, but I caught it a little bit of it afterwards. You know, watching some highlights, and they were saying his inherited runners numbers are just great. So, you know, this it looks like they're going to use him in like high leverage situations, even if that happens in the sixth, seventh inning. Um, and thank God uh, for Brad Brock. <laughs> and uh, and his shittiness. Oh, Brad Brock, you remember the good off season of 2019 when we thought that the offense was broken and there was going to be some sh- moving and shaking, and and we ended up with Brad Brock and Daniel Descalso. Yeah, God, God that was damn. that was just wonderful. But uh, yeah. Mm. So anyway, Jay Hay crushed it, and um, you know, he good for really him. did crush it. Brock just gave him a meatball there. Yeah, I mean, and here's 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 the picture I took. I was in our friend Stuart McVicker's seats um, it, for this game. Uh, Sarah Sanchez came down to visit it. Here's Jay Hay watching it fly. Uh, here's a picture of him, like, coming in uh, to home plate. And uh, a, a great uh, Gatorade cooler moment where Jay Hay got in the back from uh, Wisdom and Hap. But Taylor McGregor got freaking absolutely obliterated by this shot. <laughs> so I, I don't know if you remember this, but the last time I remember Jason Hayward walking it off was a few years ago, couple uh, 2019. 
he hit a grand slam against the Phillies. Yeah, the Phillies. And uh, if you remember that, he actually saved Taylor – or not Taylor McGregor, but uh, Kelly Kroll. So he literally pulled her out of the way, and then like a gentleman just took like a double-colored Gatorade shower. This time, poor Taylor McGregor. I don't know if, if maybe uh, Jason didn't see that one coming or They're doesn't feel the same way now. that he does about Kelly uh, Kroll, but boy, she got it good. Yeah. So um, – yeah, that, so that was a lot of fun. We went nuts. We sang "Go Cubs Go." Uh, you know, it, it's it's just like 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 we said earlier in the show. It's a, it's all we got right now. You know, it's just these fun moments. I do. The Reds are playing for something, and for them to let that game slip away and only score one run. I mean, granted, our bullpen, Rowan Wicks, a stud. Obviously, Dylan Hoyer has been performing very well for the Cubs. Hoyer might be the get out of all the trade pieces, all the things that they picked up. Hoyer might be the the fucking you know jewel in the crown. He's the closer of our of our future, and if that doesn't work out, then he's at least the eighth inning guy. But um, you know, it's just like for the Reds to not be able to pull that game out when they really needed it, like. You know, I got kind of, I felt for our friend Billy DeVore, who's come on this show a bunch to preview the Reds. Like, I, I don't want to lose at all, but like, I'm looking at like some of my Reds fans, friends, Nicole's from Cincinnati, and like, I know a lot of, you know, like her friend, uh, her mom's friend Terry was, you know, he loves, he watches every game, and he's like, ah, our, our schedule's great. You guys stick now. We're just going to roll over and first to take two or three. It felt good. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I felt bad for him. All right, the Giants are coming to town. Let's roll through this real quick. They're in first place in the NL West, a really tough division. Uh, two and a half games against the Cardinals. They beat the Dodger. They beat the Dodgers, uh, or the Cardinals beat the Dodgers two to one today. So uh, that puts the the two and a half games back at this point. They're playing three and uh, three games ahead of their Pythag right now. Um, uh, Cubs lost three or four to them back in June. Outscored us twenty-two to fourteen. Uh, the Giants are six and two in September so far. They just swept Colorado. They won two or three from the Dodgers, and they lost three or four from the Brewers. If you remember when they came to town, right before that, um, they've been uh, they're kind of plagued by injuries right now. And if you look at it, uh, Mike Yastrzemski is day-to-day with a right ankle contusion. Alex Dickerson has a hamstring problem that has him maybe uh, coming back on a minor league uh, re- uh, rehab assignment soon. Wilmer Flores is on the 10-day with a hamstring. Johnny Cueto's on the 10-day with an elbow problem. Won't throw uh, it for a while. Uh, Tristan Beck, I've never heard of, but he's injured. Uh, Tyler Chatwood's on this team, <laughs> but he's on the injured list for an undisclosed reason. I wonder if he's got a case of I still suck itis. You think? You just wonder why. I don't know, man. Like, like I would rather roll the dice with some kid than than what knowing the type of shit that Tyler Chatwood is. Like, same thing with what's his name with with Jake Arrieta, who picked him up, San Diego. You know what I mean? Where you're like. You know, maybe Jake Arrieta's got something like, like, what have you been watching? Yeah. <laughs> Every time I watch Tyler Chatwood, he's either walking guys or he's getting hit like a piñata. Those are your two options. None yeah. of them really help your team that much. And Alex Wood, another starting pitcher, has been out with COVID. 
And uh, manager Gabe Kapler said on Tuesday that uh, Wood, with uh, COVID, has turned a corner in his recovery from COVID-19 and could resume his mound work this weekend. So we might see him back. But it looks like the Giants are going to throw uh, two bullpen games against us. But um, before we get into that, I do want to talk about the return of Chris Bryant. I think it's worth mentioning that he's worse with the Giants. Um, not much. Uh, he's got a 118 OPS plus versus 129 OPS plus. Uh, he's hit about the same uh, pace of home runs in 128 at bats. He's hit six home runs for them, uh, 18 home runs for the Cubs in 374 at bats. So that kind of works out math wise. It's triple the plate appearances and triple the uh, the home runs on the Cubs. So um, the thing that's uh, dropped is his OBP. So he's not walking as much, and his OPS has dropped 50 points or, or 40, about 50 points, 45 points. Michael so. and I were talking on the green room the other day about this mysterious high school cart injury of Chris Bryant that San, Diego, San Francisco has somehow disclosed. Yeah, did you hear about that, Danny? No, no, what happened? I, uh, I heard something about it, but I was like, I never saw it, it had legs. They they took a they he had a day off and they asked him you know and they asked of course why he had the day off and he's like oh he's got a little bit of wrist soreness stemming from uh, a utility cart injury like he was screwing around in a utility cart in high school and hurt himself and they're like it's no big deal he's just had it since then like it flares up or whatever how, how we, we never, never heard, yeah we never <laughs> heard anything about this ever. All we ever heard was like he dove in the outfield, and now he can't play for three weeks. Yeah, we didn't know that it was stemming from high school. Um, yeah, it, it was though, really got, interesting. I've got a shoulder pickleball injury from senior year <laughs> in high school. I have a shoulder uh, hacky sack injury. But, but if you if you weren't aware of it, Chris Bryant was in Chicago today. He was at <laughs> Sluggers uh, doing something with Red Bull. He was at Sluggers uh, taking yeah. BP. So, uh, you know, it's uh, he's excited. You could tell. I thought he would be sad because the Disney store on Michigan Avenue closed down uh, <laughs> during Labor Day weekend. So I thought he'd be all upset, but he seems like he's really happy to be back. Whatever. His, I mean, he, sent his, he sent his wife early. You know what kind of deals she got? He showed up and he was just like the whole morning just fucking rolling around in stuffed animals of all the Disney characters. So uh, I'm excited that he's coming back. That's cool to see him. I'm a little already annoyed by everybody, like, already blowing sunshine up his ass. Listen, he's not a cub anymore. You know, you clap for him one time. If he gets standing ovations all fucking weekend, I'm going to be pissed off. Uh, Danny, I mean, let's be realistic here, man. Come on. Let's, let's, let's be honest here is that people are going to want the – to want to come back to cheer him, to thank him. So it's not going to be the same people at the, I mean, obviously you have your regulars there, but you have a lot of people that are coming each day for one reason and one reason alone. And that's to see Chris Bryant and to give him, uh, we were at that game. It was the last game. If you remember that, that was the John Baker day game. And uh, they didn't have uh, Bryant or Rizzo in the lineup. I drove (laughs) home that day and they had uh, Rizzo was traded to Yankees. Opportunity. Right. And we were just like, just let us get one pinch at, you know, just to say goodbye, to cheer these guys, whatever. And no, you know, even with Dexter Fowler going to the Cardinals, man, I always, I never booed him. I never wished ill of him. 
I hoped he didn't do well, but I was happy to see him, even if it was in a different uniform. I'll never forget what he did for the team. I'll never forget what Brian and Rizzo meant to this team. I'll never forget Brian was the one that picked up that final ball to throw it to first base. So you know what? I don't give a shit if Bryant is on his seventh team in 10 years. I'll still be cheering his ass even then. Yeah, I'll I'm, be standing right next to you booing. But he, he, he will actually be booing you, Crawley. He, he can boo me all he wants. I boo, said, Crawley, boo! I would never, ever, Im- like, like I said, you, you could have, if, if I would have known that the guy who is the MVP of the season, whose game five home run against the Indians kept them alive, who, who gloved and threw out the final runner, throwing out, ending the 108-year curse, that he would come back and people would be indifferent. What? What fucking is this? A Twilight Zone? No, no. I'm saying this. This is how you deal. This is how I deal with opposing players that used to be on the Cubs that you love. You give them a little bit of love. Their first at bat back, and now you get nothing. Like no, I don't that's, have to boo that's you. What you. That's what you give Ryan Terrio. That's what you give fucking some scrub. That's what you <laughs> no, give. You t- you're Ryan Terrio. You so know we, we're, 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 so until all these guys are fucking retired, we're just like cheering for fucking Anthony Rizzo every time he comes to town. Yes, we're yes, cheering for I will. Dexter Fowler yes. every time he yes. fucking shows his fucking ass. Like, yes, I did. I yes. mean, uh. Dexter Fowler is an interesting situation. Only because it always seemed like Dexter Fowler was always throwing the game. What? That's makes he, no he sense. Always, he always, he would always do something in every game when he was playing with the Cardinals that would, you'd be like, what the fuck did he just do there? Oh, he'd or be he'd throwing at the game for the Cardinals. Oh, I guess. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Like a like, secret agent. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Dexter Fowler's a, a special situation. You cheer him because you really did feel like he was doing some dumb shit out there shit. just to give Fucking- the Cubs chances. Fucking the biggest asshole in the world is John Lackey, who pitched like shit in 2016, and they'll put him on the jumbotron, and I'll still cheer his ass. Well, here's the, here's what he I'm saying. He doesn't play for anybody else, though. Cheer Chris Bryant and go crazy when he strikes out three times. You know what I mean? Like cheer your own guy more. Like how much that how much that feel to all the freaking Frank Schwindels of the world that like the bigger cheer goes to the opposing team's player than to your own team. But you're saying the opposing team player like it's like it's Joey Votto. Fuck it's Joey Votto. At this uh, point. No, it's not. No, it's not. It is. If he's not, that's absolutely team. not. I love this argument, accurate, man. That's not accurate. The fact of the matter is, is that those guys, those 2016 guys, are legends. They are Cubs. So buy for him a beer. Life. I'll buy him ten beers, but he doesn't Dude, drink, so I'll take him all back. Before the game, so he strikes out five times. <laughs> all I'm telling you is, is that I can I, totally I, see Crawley hanging out with Bryant. Like, let me buy you a beer, and Bryant's like, I don't drink. Oh, well, uh, I'll drink it for you. And then, like five minutes later, let me buy you a beer. I don't drink. I'll drink it for you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm just saying, it, all in all, those guys, especially the core will always have a special place in our hearts. And I'm not going to sit there and cheer if Chris Bryant hits a home run. I'm going to be in my seat fucking pissed off that he did it for another team. And I'm mad that they couldn't fucking sign him to an extension. But I will never, ever boo those guys. I will never not think of them as Cubs and think of the, the magic that they gave us. I'm going to heckle the fuck out of him. You do right. that. I'll be if, cheering louder if, than you then. I, I hope mean, he's there, in left there field. Is, there is... I mean, respect, right? Like, there's a way to respect somebody by giving them the shit. 
the guy comes out to you know KB. He doesn't play left field anymore, but you know he comes out in left field, and and you talk a little good natured, fun trash. I Smack. think he'd love it. That's you love it. Yes, no, he never that's, gives that's, anybody shit. He never gave us any attention out there. He was the worst of all of them out there in left field. You know, Schwarber would dance and say hi. Ian Happ, like he has, he has a good time with us. You know, and we sang him happy birthday. Chris Bryant never turned around once. Every time he threw a ball to the fan, he didn't care who he threw it to. Everybody else, they were like, "Oh, there's a kid. I'm going to find a kid." Chris Bryant just goes through the motions. He does not give a crap about you, but Crawley gives a crap about him. So. Like, Damn straight I do. Yeah. You damn well, straight that, I do. It, and and that's why Chris Bryant, in a big situation, standing there, he's got a runner in scoring position. I'm gonna just get Danny at Chris Bryant and just, a pizza he just man. Takes the walk. He just head. takes the walk because it's the automaton. Like, well, it's gonna look good on my OBP. I'm buying. I'm buying Crawley a, a Chris Bryant Giants jersey this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> just you can stand for him so hard. Um, <laughs> So uh, let's talk a little bit about it. this offense, though. We're 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 running long here, folks. It's we're almost at two hours, and we're not even to the game preview. So um, the the Giants have a great offense, uh, and kind of through and through. You see a lot of numbers up here uh, of guys in, in, with OPSs in the nine hundreds. Uh, you got Brandon Crawford, even though he's an older gentleman at this point, he's still playing shortstop, and he's, he's an older gentleman. But he's got 20 home runs, <laughs> and he's 877 OPS. You got Mike Yastrzemski, who's a little hurt right now. He's got a 762 OPS because his batting average is low, but he hits a lot, quite a few home runs. What I'm saying is, like, they've got a lot of guys that can hurt you. Brandon Belt, 890. These are guys left over from their Believe in Championship teams, if you remember. What? You know, but- I mean, you can keep those guys around and they can still produce? I didn't yeah. think that was the- I didn't think that's possible. I didn't think that was possible, but Buster Posey, mm. 905 OPS. Uh, then they got some guys that you probably don't know as well, mm. like Lamont Lamonte, Lamont Wade, playing right field, 852 OPS, uh, 17 home runs on the year. Uh, Darren Ruff, 946 OPS. So, like, through and through, they got a lot of guys that can hurt you. And then there's Chris Bryant right in the mix there with his 815 um, on the on the year with 117 at-bats. Um, only hit six for him so far, but that kind of extrapolates out. Well, he's got 24 on the year um, right now. Uh, they've got the fourth highest OPS. They've got the second most home runs in the majors. Uh, they've got the fourth most walks. They do have the seventh most strikeouts, but the Cubs have the most. Uh, they're both averaging stolen bases, and the Giants have scored 70 more runs on the year than the Cubs have. Um, so the Cubs have really sunk, as you can imagine, all those numbers. Uh, we're going to see a bunch of bullpen. They're going to throw two bullpen games uh, tomorrow, Friday, and Sunday. They don't. I don't even have they even announced the starter yet. They hadn't as of when I was putting the, this show together, um, but. Here's the Giants' bullpen. They've got a, a 309 bullpen earned run average right now, which is first in the majors. If you remember back when the Cubs were first in the majors, that was um, before we traded everybody. So Kevin uh, Gossman's pitching the second game against Zach Davies. That's the only one that was announced. Yep, all the rest are TBDs. Yeah, TBDs. So it's bullpen games. I don't know who they're going to throw out there. But uh, Jarlin, the old Marlin, is now on this team. 
Remember Jarlin Garcia, Jarlin the Marlin? Yeah. He, he's now uh, in the bullpen on this team, uh, taking 58 innings out of the pen, in fact. You see a lot of pretty low ERAs uh, from their highest uh, leverage guys. Their main closer, Tyler Rogers, 172 earned run average and a .97 whip. Jarlin the Marlin used to be a starter, taking 58 innings in 48 games. Uh, 0.85 whip on the season and a 230 ERA. Jake McGee, 276. Jose Alvarez, 224. Zach Little, 213. Dominic Leone, 159. Caleb Barriger, 135. And th- these are dudes that have uh, taken more than, uh, I mean, almost all the innings out of the pen right now. Tyler Chatwood. Not so much. Six seventy five. <laughs> Tyler Chatwood, not so much. So uh they've got a really strong bullpen. Uh so they, and they've got guys that can that are ex starters that can go multiple innings. Too bad we can't see Tyler Chatwood in this series. Now see, I'll uh, boo the fuck out of Tyler Chatwood. <laughs> I'll boo his ass till the cows come home. <laughs> so um I'll cheer just because he's in the game. Chris Bryant, yeah. I don't want in the game. Um, so anyway, uh, their bullpen right now, they, uh, they've given up the sixth fewest homers. They've, they've got the fewest bases on balls in the majors. The Cubs have given up the most in the majors. And the Cubs have the second most strikeouts. And the Giants have the sixth fewest strikeouts, which is a little surprising. So... Kind of interesting there that they don't strike a lot of guys out. A little bit of a pitch-to-contact success. Uh, both teams have fewer errors than league average. Giants have four fewer than the Cubs. The Giants' 713-DER defensive efficiency ratio is second only to the Dodgers and the Astros. Or third, actually, only to the Dodgers and the Astros. And uh, the Cubs' 696 is now league average right there with the Marlins and the Mariners. So... We're kind of right there as far as like pulling it back up. We had really sunk for a while there. Now this defense has been playing together a little bit, and it's making a difference. The weather is going to be absolutely beautiful at Wrigley Field uh, this weekend. I'm trying to put the weather up there, but it's all mid-80s. Um, no, oh, there we go. It's all mid-80s. Uh, Saturday is going to be the hottest day, 87. Sunday, 83. Barely any chance of rain. Just just perfect out there. So if you're going to go to any of these games, uh, please use our StubHub link, uh, sunranto.com slash StubHub. Buy your tickets by clicking on our uh, our ads there. I'm um, thinking about maybe trying to maybe potentially. If I don't go to Wisconsin, I'll go Sunday. I'm thinking Sunday, too. I don't think, I can't go uh, Saturday because I'm going to a show at, at noon. And uh, but I'm definitely going Sunday. I got a ticket plus, for tomorrow. Plus, plus, you know we're going to be not feeling all sorts of great after – tomorrow yeah i think so well i'll be fine because i gotta drive home it's like two hours from stewart's house last night uh tomorrow night going out to club 400 uh to uh, meet, yeah. hang out with ryan dempster and it's gonna be a lot of fun but i'm i'm always it's so far away for me to be out there at uh you know that i it's too far to i can't i can't party and then drive all the way back to Chicago. That's my only issue. I don't have enough money to be like staying at the Red Roof Inn just to get drunk out at Stewart's house. You know what I mean? 
Dude, I always just somehow end up on one of those uh, movie chairs, the the stadium seating. <laughs> See, and I was just going to say, Stuart, Stuart's house is big enough that you could just hide and fall asleep and just get up in the morning and leave and nobody would ever know. I'm no, like, I usually st- I stick around and pick up a couple, you know, pick, take out the garbage and, you know, try to pick a camp trash on the ground and shit. There's always some helping out you could do. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe I'll make that my plan, and I'll, I'll just uh, bring a coat that um, can double as a blanket. Just just remind me that we don't, you know, not to turn off the master power switch again. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you put him out for a week. So, <laughs> so yeah, as I said, bullpen game. Oh, oh no, uh, scavenger hunt first. We still got the uh, – Craig Kimbrell grow a beard giveaway going on because the Cubs are been cheap and haven't given away shit this year. So I only have one prize. We got to make it last the whole year. Craig Kimbrell grow, grow a beard. All you got to do is go to Wrigley and boo Chris Bryant. And, I, <laughs> and you will be entered to win the Craig Kimbrell grow a beard. Um, so a bullpen game versus Kyle Hendricks, who's 14 and six with a 465. Uh, Hendo did pitch against San Francisco earlier this year. It's the only game they won against him. Uh, he, he pitched 6.1 innings, gave up three runs on seven hits, had five strikeouts, and gave up a home run. Here's what Hendo's been doing lately, though. It has not been good. I mean, did he, did he just give up or something? Like, he sucks. He sucks now. He sucked against Pittsburgh. Cubs won anyway. But he went 4.1, gave up six uh, runs on five hits. Um you know, it's and it gave up eight runs before the White Sox only went four point two, four runs to Colorado and nine hits. Like, what's going on? His ERA went from three sixty eight at the beginning of August up to four sixty five. Is he just out of steam, or is just, or is he just like looking at the rest of this season and as like a like a fuck all? He's had a weird season. I mean, like you know, he's really struggled with the first inning stuff and just hasn't been normal. I, I heard that he's trying to get three more mile per hour out of that fastball. Well, it's not working. <laughs> he's just working on that. Uh, Giants don't do well against him. Uh, Brandon Belt and Lamont Wade Jr. both have home runs off him. Belt is batting three sixty eight with a uh, OPS over 1,000 in 20 plate appearances. Uh, Buster Posey doesn't do well. Brandon Crawford doesn't do well. Alex Dickerson, Wilmer Flores. Uh, I mean, it, you know, then you're getting under 10 plate appearances, small sample size. But I'm saying that, you know, under historically, the Giants do not do – the Giants that have faced him don't do well. They've got a combined 202 uh, batting average and a 573 OPS. So we got a chance, fellas. We got a chance tomorrow. Um, Kevin Gaussman – who's great, is going out there against the Cubs. He also faced us uh, back in um, June, on the the 5th of June. Uh, He gave up two runs on two hits and struck out 10 Cubs, which is why we lead the league in strikeouts. Uh, Gave up a homer to Patrick Wisdom, though. Um, uh, And uh, here's his numbers recently. He's been great. Uh, He's given up. Uh, he gave up three runs through seven innings against Colorado in Colorado. That's not easy to do. Uh, two runs against Milwaukee and two. Uh, he's given up less than three runs in his last uh, three starts. So it, he's been really decent. He's only got a two fifty eight ERA on the year. And um, then uh, here's the Cubs versus him. 
nobody has more than ten, uh, nine plate appearances. Rafael Ortega is one for nine with a walk, or one for eight with a walk. Um, Matt Duffy does okay, seen him the most, uh, or just about the most, three for eight, all singles. Hayward's homered, Contreras is homered, and Patrick Wisdom is homered. Probably all solo shots, knowing the Cubs. Let let's hope. I I want to see Patrick Wisdom break the rookie record. I'm, I do too. I'm, I'm excited in, for this in, in front of Chris Bryant's handsome, stupid face. Oh my god, that would be amazing if he hit two home runs during this series. This whole thing's a KBs. fucking that's bullshit. This reminds <laughs> me of all, all the time where. Uh, where Kramer was bragging about his Taekwondo performance and prowess on Seinfeld. And then later on, they found out that he was just going against little kids in the fucking, in the, in the Taekwondo <laughs> doji. They're all like five and six and Kramer's kicking their ass. I mean, wow. I'm impressed that Patrick wisdom's 32 year old ass is hitting home runs. Hey, it's, it's 80 games. It's not like, rookie. it's not like he, he's not a, he's not a fucking Frank Schwindel who's been up for a month. He's played since, June. He's played for a while here. He's I mean, it looked like for a second there he was going to break uh Bryant's record in like literally half the time that Bryant took to do it. Yeah. And now, but he's still going to like but if he were to do that this weekend, I don't know, man. I'm with Danny on this. I would fucking love yeah. to see that. I would throw I would throw it back. <laughs> right in his face. Um, and then uh, Davies. Is I would throw it. I would throw it to KB to see if he'd sign it. That he won't sign anything. <laughs> we found he he doesn't sign that. So uh, Zach well, Davies, he'll sign. He just won't put an inscription on it, and then fucking Crawley will change his tune next podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you know what, Chris Bryant, fucking Chris Bryant, rookie of the year MVP. He signed the inscription. 2016 WS champs, but Albert Almora couldn't because of all of his great importance to the team. Right. Yeah. yeah. KB though, when he signs the ball with all of his shit, it, he's like writes all the way around the ball. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So uh, Davies is unfortunately going to go out there for the Cubs. He's six and 10 with a five sixteen. Uh, he did pitch against the giants as well. It didn't go well. He gave up four runs on eight hits, 4.1 innings. Uh, and only four strikeouts against the Giants. Um, he was bad against Pittsburgh last time. Uh, Cubs ended up winning 11-8. to eight. That was the giant Grand Slam-orama and, uh, with the three Grand Slams. But he gave up six runs, including that Grand Slam, two home runs. His ERA went over five again. And um, he, he doesn't... He doesn't eat innings. Uh, maybe it was all those years playing for Craig Council and the stupid Brewers, and now he 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 was pitching okay for a while there. But man, it's I don't I don't like I don't like this Davies. is where you I want bring, him to be done. This is where you bring Alzali in. Alzali gets the last five innings, six. It, yeah, six. I mean, <laughs> Alzali gets the first six. Well, I don't know why Alzali is not starting and Davies is. Davies reminds Davies reminds me out of the pen. Davies reminds me so much of Chatwood, like not in, in like in like walking everybody and can't find the strike zone, but it was like, oh, we, you know, remember they talked him up so much after the Darvish trade, which they had to do, no doubt. But it was like, I thought that okay, maybe maybe Davies would be okay, you know, decent, you know, keep you. In. I mean, it's just been like a big, it's the worst season of his life. Yeah, 
It's bad. And, well, it, he's about to have the worst game of his life because let me tell you, these San Francisco Giants love hitting off Zach Davies, starting with Chris Bryant, who's got a 946 OPS and two home runs, has more plate appearances, 53 against Zach Davies than anybody. Uh, he's slugging 569, which is nice for him. Um, Tommy Lestella's on this team, batting 313 against him. Uh, the OPS is low, but Lestella doesn't hit home runs for shit. Overall, I mean, the Giants haven't seen him a lot uh, from being in the West and Davies being in the Central for most of this time. But overall, they got a 308 but, batting uh, average. But he was, he was in San Diego forever. Yeah, not forever. He was just there for like couple seasons, right? Couple se- not even, I don't think. Uh, and then, uh, but he, they're batting 308 collectively off of him. You know, so it's it's not good. They're all, they all hit off him. But uh, uh, Chris Bryant is the only one with home runs. So I just, I don't, Saturdays, I don't think is the game to go to. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, another bullpen game for the Giants on Sunday. And Justin Steele is going to go out there. And we already talked about his start where he gave up three uh, runs to Cincinnati on uh, Monday, Tuesday, Monday. So, anyhow, uh, the Giants haven't seen him. I like Justin Steele. I think he could be a real guy. I would like to see him being treated properly and then manage an actual baseball game when he's pitching. So, there's your... um, there's your preview of the Giants' uh, Chris Bryant Boo Fest. So uh, let me ask you. Today we're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. What happens, yeah. Crawley? What happens? San Francisco takes two of three. Um, I got I don't like the Hendricks start, and I don't like the Davies start. Ooh, Okay. I uh, mm, trying to think. I think wisdom powers this team to. Yeah, probably just one and two, but he gets his two home runs. <laughs> two home runs. All right. Yeah, yeah right. two home runs from wisdom. That's that's going to be more more important than the other. Okay, here's my prediction: Cubs take two or three. They lose the Saturday start. Wisdom gets the two home runs. They uh, the Giants can't. Uh, we lose Saturday. You know, I, I think Gaussman ca- carves us up. We that's the only loss. Uh, Chris Bryant uh, stubs his toe, routing third base on a on a home run that he hits off Zach Davies, and he's out for the season. And uh, what and, if and, Chris Bryant uh, trips on a utility cart coming in, but they don't tell the Cubs? what if Chris Bryant hits a screaming line drive off the hand of Patrick Wisdom and he can't finish the season (laughs) listen to you a little more likely yeah fucking (laughs) wisdom hate going on here yeah well until uh, until Chris Bryant is is (laughs) as until Chris Bryant puts up Patrick Wisdom numbers we'll see about that you know because he hasn't. Again, um, I will always think it's cheesy when some old dude wins the Rookie of the Year award. That's just always, yeah. whether it was Ichiro or whatever. It's like, dude, that's not what this award was meant for. This award was meant Tom for Sammy some. Mia is going right. to win. 
Yeah. What if what if KB rockets a ball off of Rachel's other eye? <laughs> <laughs> well, then you got to throw it back. <laughs> you got to throw it back. It's a fucking other team. So a uh, couple of <laughs> announcements I want to make is that uh, there are a couple of tickets left for the Club 400 Dempster event tomorrow. If you want to come out and hang out with us, I know what, what did earlier in the day, I believe there were what, 25 tickets left, something like that? A, a little bit less than 25 tickets. Okay, so Club 400 Cubs slash uh, forward slash Ryan Dempster is how you find it. Club, the number 400 Cubs.com forward slash Ryan Dempster. Come hang out with us. Do you, how much are the tickets for that? Do you remember? $150. $150 you get to hang out. It includes food. It really is the best deal you get. It, it's all you can eat, all you can drink. You get one autographed item. You get an autographed photo. I have it on good authority that two other alumni Cubs are going to be there tomorrow night. Um, you get a Q and A with uh, Ryan Demp. It's just it's 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 he's a fun guy to listen to. Joel Kilgowan is hosting the Q and A session. Uh, Danny's going to be there. I'm going to be there. We got uh, uh, just a lot of things that are. Uh, Fly the Woods going to be there. He actually has a piece for me for for the clubhouse. Uh, it's it's uh, there's just a ton of great people going and it's going to be Stuart, fun. Stuart has promised that Boog Shiambi won't be there. Like he'll be in in a different state somewhere. Boog's growing on me. You're gonna. Yep. We'll have to talk about that. Ah, you. Well, the, Michael. Michael, I feel like you. You came out strong on it, and you got it. You got to open up because Boog is becoming a homer. Boog is actually enjoying Cubs games now. I don't. And it's no, different. Boog it doesn't fucking. I'm just saying. It's, he, it's, he is he better? Sure. Is he good? No. No. The whole game is just Book Shambi fucking going, well, what, let's oh, not, well, no, that was I, 103 miles per listen, hour off his map. Two hours, 11 minutes. I did not pull your string. I did uh, not pull your string. <laughs> I'm putting you back in the toy box. God damn it. Fuck so, it. But we're in announcements. Book Shambi yeah. fucking um, booger. So bat six, in the cave. Also, six. <laughs> bat in the cave. Uh, yeah, six, booger. six tickets <laughs> remain to our tailgate on September 18th. Only six. $50 includes food, beer, pop uh, at the tailgate. We're going to be, that's on September 18th. If you want to come, contact me, sunranto at gmail.com, Facebook, Twitter. Aren't you guys whatever. getting a bus down there? We're getting a party bus. That has filled up since uh, the last time I talked about it. So you snoozed, you lose on that. I think maybe one person could come, but we'd pack them in. But <laughs> you got to ride on the top. You got right at the top. Yep. Actually, you're the designated. The bags. Now you're the designated driver. So, um, hope you hope you got a CDL. The last person not, gets yeah, to drive. Yeah. Gets to drive. So, uh, anyway, that's going to be really fun. I'm excited for that. Well, we'll, I, you know, we can't really spoil it for Milwaukee, but we can still like be annoying at their ballpark, which is good enough for me. Um, also, Bleacher Bums, September 25th, last homestand, G-Man Tavern. Tickets are going to go on sale for that real soon. It's only 5 bucks, so keep checking the G-Man Tavern website, and uh, you can buy tickets for it. So um, these flexing cubes, cube fans that flex, I'll go first. There's uh, the MLB released a new hat for the Cubs <laughs> and actually all the major league teams, which somehow they – it made it's like they made a it's like a, a a black Cubs hat, 
with a, a the white C on top, and it looks like there's white goo dripping off of the C. And Horse Massacre uh, tweeted out. <laughs> Which uh, right there is just great. Yeah, Horse Good Massacre man. tweeted out with a picture. New comes hat just dropped because it, <laughs> it it looks like there's somebody spooched all over the the this uh, cub sea. So good, so, so disgusting. Good. It's disgusting. What do you got, Crawley? Any? I got nothing. No, nothing. I okay. So I got one here. Uh, this is from Fly the L. This is a Cardinals fan that I've been kind of checking out. Uh, you burned your pools jersey. Ha 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 ha. Well, if he doesn't come back, I'm blaming you, which I thought was great. Because all of a sudden, there's all these talks about Wainwright and Yachty and Pujols all Get, ending their career together in St. Louis next year. Getting the band back together. Well, yeah, as long as they end their career, I'm all for it. They'll all suck. It'll be great. Um. So I got uh, – this is kind of funny. Uh, right now, if it, I, it was pointed out to me – that uh, Marquee Sports Network, uh, basically, Bleacher Jeff and me and the whole left field crew, If I, I don't know if you can zoom in on this on your phone. I don't think you can. But uh, the, 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 the header picture that they use on their Twitter account is me, Bleacher Jeff, and uh, <laughs> the whole left field crew. So I think that's hilarious that uh, Marquee – you know, think so highly of us. Well, where we don't think as highly as them as they think of us. But, and then, um, uh, so I just wanted to point that out. Go look at their header. Uh, we're we're now famous. Nice. Uh, do you have another one? I have. Yeah, I have one more. Uh, this is this is from Jenna Claire. Actually, Cool Auntie Lauren dropped this one. Uh, it is a picture for the podcast listeners. It is a picture of what looks like uh, cotton balls. And it's a large plastic bag, and it says void fill on it. And uh, Jenna Claire says, man, I had no idea you could buy this. I've just been using drugs and alcohol. (laughs) I don't know what that has to do with the Cubs, but I kind of understand what that has to do with the Cubs. (laughs) Right. Well, oh, I mean, if the Cubs aren't a void in your life right now, like, I don't know. The Cubs fill a void and are a void. They are both. Um, and then the, the final is another unfortunate header picture. I, I bought tickets to this Friday's oh, game. And, uh, you know, the screen that, that you land on on StubHub uh, is, uh, it says, awesome. Thanks for your order, Daniel. Good times are ahead. And then right <laughs> next to it is a picture of Addison Russell, which I thought was just pretty perfect that, you know, Schwarber's in it. Like, you know, they got the whole old gang there. I mean, so they haven't really done work on that website in a while, obviously. Yeah, of all the players who have good times ahead, that guy is not the one. Yeah, no, He's playing down a- in Mexico right now. Yeah, this is as pretty much as good as it got for Addison Russell was this walk-off home run um, that they have a picture of. But um, anyhow, that's that's our show. Um, you know, we were like two hours in, and I realized you guys are both wearing the same hat. Yeah, yeah. Did you did, did you it, forget to text me? Well, the reason that it's not <laughs> the same hat is because the Crawley bends his bill, and I don't bend my bill. No, they're literally two different hats. You have a flat brim, and and Crawley yeah, has a completely different as a, a curved brim. But they look the same. And for the and and for the podcast listeners, 
It's they are the, the C with the yeah. two stars on either side. Yeah. 2017 All-Star Game hat. 50% yeah. rack. Sports World. Yeah, that's in fact. Didn't I tell you about that hat? Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, Dude. <laughs> you guys went down there and yeah. you bought it together, and then you went out and you had ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, as uh, Fergie Jenkins, this is Fergie Jenkins. You're listening to Sean Randall would say the 69th Beth Cup podcast. So um, the, he he should go out with that uh, temperature check woman. They have the same uh, issues with their S's. They have the, you, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, I thought it'd be fun to end the show with an older parody song of mine, as long as we're already copyright infringing the entire show uh, with uh, using <laughs> Rachel getting hit in the head over and over again <laughs> from my, in slow motion on Marquee Network. But uh, this is an old one about uh, during the Cubs playoff run in 2016, when they went to San Francisco and they, uh, they 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 had that miraculous comeback in Game Four, winning winning uh, the NLDS, I, I went out there, watched the game, stayed in a total flea bag hotel, and got completely eaten by bed bugs. So I, I wrote did. a uh, I wrote a uh, let's uh, it's uh, wake me up before you go go parody from Wham um, about me getting eaten by bed bugs in San Francisco. So. Um, Happy birthday to the second longest Cubs podcast host, Corey Finneran. Yeah, happy birthday, Corey Finneran, too. Oh, happy birthday, Corey. And um, you know he doesn't listen, right? Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, no. No, he does listen. He just doesn't watch. He doesn't. He doesn't I, I, listen. Is, I assume he listens for about four minutes. And he's like, this shit's long. Dude, he lives out in the <laughs> middle of nowhere. He's driving around. It takes him two hours to get to the grocery store. You know what I mean? Like, he listens to the whole damn show. We do, in fact, we do this show for all you Iowa people and Nebraska people and Oklahoma people. Who are oh, Corey's going to be so pissed yeah. that you, you said every state except for where he lives. But he does have a yard that takes him four days to mow. So yeah, I'm sure exactly. he probably gets he's, he's got the all sorts of time on his hands to be listening to us. <laughs> so here's the so Spagog and here's Let's Go Cubs in San Francisco. Spagog, Spagog, Spagog. Bed bugs, bed bugs, bed bugs, bed bugs. A dumpy motel over a bar. I got some bed bug bites, but it's near the park. A W flag on the plane. We hung with Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King. Out at AT&T on Monday night. Watching the Cubbies fight in the good fight. Weird advertising. Patrick's head. Ariana, but we couldn't score. Javi Baez. Let's go Cubs in San Francisco. Muhammad Ali and my girlfriend Nicole. Let's go Cubs in San Francisco. Hanging with Bartman and this freaking guy. Let's go Cubs in San Francisco. These guys were kicked out by the Frisco Popo. Let's go Cubs in San Francisco. Brian gave it a ride. I'm with this freaking guy. Ended up losing the game But then we came right back here the very next day Why'd you some march up for a name? Dressed like a giraffe with a furry mane Cubs started lackey, what a goof 
Public parking I'm catching with Ruth Disappointed, dressed in white We were losing but everything turned out alright Let's go cops in San Francisco Just E.T. riding back to Chicago Let's go cops in San Francisco Posing a picture, hey this freaking guy Let's go cops in San Francisco What's this guy thinking? It's not Rocket Foro Let's go cops in San Francisco Yeah, Chapman closed it tonight Check out this freaking guy Yeah, yeah. Bed bugs. Umpire stretching, bottle glove. Al Capone is a baseball nut. Never stay here, you'll get bit in bed. Marlin's man and Lucille's getting fresh. Let's go Cubs in San Francisco Hayward is pointing and we're scoring Rizzo Let's go Cubs in San Francisco The Cubbies are winning, hey this freaking guy Let's go Cubs in San Francisco It's like I'm hanging out at a dead show Let's go Cubs in San Francisco Now I'm hanging with this freaking guy Let's go Cubs Hanging with this freaking guy I got bad bug bites on my body, yeah bugs Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.